Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast episode 37, travelling with Megan Lovett and Mike Goss. They are a travel couple who have been together for a few years now and I met Megan at a job here in Vancouver and we instantly connected over our love for travel. I thought it'd be a great idea to get Megan on to discuss where she's been on her travels but also as a travel couple and what those challenges are like and the experiences and the tips they have to share with you today. Also, Megan's been to Kenya and Tanzania. These are unique countries I've not had on my podcast um, so far, so I thought it'd be great to get that sort of information out there um, for you to digest and implement into your travel plans. A great episode, some great enthusiasm, some great passion for travel in this one. I love recording it, I love hearing it back, and I can't wait to share it with you. Thanks for rating the podcast on Podchaser. I'm in the top 60 list for January 2022 of podcasts to check out, so I really appreciate support. Keep doing it. And let's get this podcast going. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James. Let's get into the episode. I am joined today by Megan Lovett and Mike Goss, who are here to talk about their previous travels, their future travels, and also some great travel tips. I know Megan from a previous job here in Vancouver, and we instantly connected on our love for travel. Mike is Megan's partner, and they both traveled together. It is great to have some Vancouverites on this week. So welcome both. How are you doing? Hey, hey thanks James. for having us. Yeah. Good. I'm pretty excited about this because I know you've both travelled and I've seen the notes and there's a lot to go through. So I'm really excited to get your some unique places I've never had before. I'm really excited. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it should be good. You're based in Vancouver. So uh, what what part of Vancouver are you in and how has the kind of COVID lockdown situation been for you? Um, well, we're in, uh, we're in Mount Pleasant, which is kind of a, I guess it's a, you could call it a bit of a hipstery area, I suppose. Yeah. Um, right kind of near Main Street, um, pretty bustling. But um, as far as COVID rules, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, be honest, be honest. Um, yeah, well, Vancouver as a, or uh, Canada as a whole has taken um, the pandemic very seriously. And yeah. Um, only recently people started to loosen up a little bit and uh yeah for the longest time there it's been a little bit tough i think the biggest thing for vancouver we've seen is the tourism part mm. has really really slowed down because we have a massive tourism industry here yeah. um megan you were saying earlier about the uh, yeah like all the cruise ships coming in at mm-hmm. cold harbor like there's usually boatloads of people coming off those cruise boats and like hanging around the downtown and waterfront and now there's like no one there's like no cruises coming in and yeah, and a lot of real, a lot of restaurants in uh in that area that rely on that have gone under and yeah and that's really sad and, um yeah as far as when it comes to us um yeah we just we really miss traveling like i can't wait to be on a plane again and, and it doesn't i'm not really sure when that's going to happen <laughs> so. have you guys been on a plane since it kind of started um like have you been anywhere 
sort of extensive, not like maybe Alberta, but like anywhere else further afield, or have you just stuck to BC and Alberta? No, we've just stuck to BC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Alberta once. Yeah. Pretty much the past two years has been home. Yeah. That's tough, isn't it? Like, cause yeah. we, we all love traveling yeah. here, like on this call and like that is quite mentally tough, I think. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely been rough. Especially being like a travel couple, like a lot of yeah. what Megan and I bond over is, is our experiences together. And totally. the last, the last year and a half, we've had to learn how to bond on other things. That's why I'm excited to get uh, your experience as a couple. I don't have many couples that come on. So um, yeah, because obviously me and Emma have done some traveling and yeah, we came on a podcast episode for a laugh, but um, yeah, we don't have too many other couples come on, so I'm really excited to see how that sort of mentality of a couple works because it's different to solo traveling, isn't it? And all traveling with friends, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you definitely learn a lot about each other, and I feel like it'll it'll either make or break you, you know, because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you definitely get in some tough situations where you gotta like figure out what you want to do and how you want to get through things and. Yeah, and the opinions differ pretty often, and yeah. and there's little little fights and whatever you'd call it, but <laughs> wins like yeah, also so many cool wins, yeah. things that you get to do together. Which like mm. I feel like most the most times I've traveled and made really good friends is because you're like doing new things together and like mm. learning things together that you haven't done, and that's why you become such close friends with like people when you travel. I think, and so if you do it as a couple, like we definitely bonded a lot yeah sure absolutely yeah yeah and we've got a ton of experiences just to um to remember and talk about and yeah Yeah. one of the first things that we did was travel together when we spontaneously went away when we first started dating oh it's kind of the same as uh yeah 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 yeah, i think um maybe nine months and then we're we're off like to like asia and new zealand and stuff and like work permit and all that yeah it, it's a risk because well we both accepted that it could go wrong so um yeah. here, here's plan b if it goes wrong and we're both fine with that so yeah that kind of worked yeah. out all right yeah exactly that yeah, and that's fine because the trip continues right so there's always yeah. an option yeah yeah in uh in tough situations who's the most calmest would you say out of you two that's a good question I guess it depends on the situation, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say Megan. I'm thinking what you learn. That's the only tough situation, but yes, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, we were trying to ride bikes. Yeah, we were in Vietnam and we and we bought motorbikes, and Megan bought more of an automatic or semi-automatic <laughs> scooter, and I decided I wanted to be real cool and buy like a a proper motorcycle, yeah. which I've never ridden before. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a manual and you're in, we're in Hanoi city, which is the motorbike oh, oh, crazy. entire world. And I'm having <laughs> to learn on the streets and not hit anybody. And I held downs for sure. Yeah. And I think Megan was there to keep me calm. But, but vice versa, right? There's times calm. when I've been like upset yeah, and you've had right. to calm me down. So it's so. <laughs> yeah it's, it seems to be a thing where when one person is freaking out the other one's in charge of keeping you calm and that's yeah. just like, that just happens when you travel yeah it, it works pretty well right yeah yeah, yeah. i once um I did, I did crash a bike once with uh, emma on the back it was, <laughs> in, uh, it was in myanmar um 
obviously before the troubles now, but um, it started to rain, but we're on these like, they're not paved roads, they're like sandy roads. And the sand went from being a little bit and quite hard, not concrete, but stony gravel, I guess, to mm. sand, but then it rained. So I lost control and I went like left, right and left and it fell. And we like crashed over and ditched over on the side of the road. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt really bad, but um, I was more upset about it than Emma was. She's pretty chilled about it, but I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> oh, I right. and... So she's yeah. the calm one. Yeah, yeah, she is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've got any into any bad situations, but I can get really annoyed if I get hangry or yeah, uh, that sort of like low level annoyance, whereas maybe big annoyance, yeah. I'm okay, but I get annoyed easily with like, little things. Um, yeah. So yeah. like, you know, if we run out of budget, for example, like budget is we're spending more than we should. I'm like, yeah, that's right. fine. But if like I'm hungry for that night's meal, I'll be get, I'll be kicking off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. <laughs> there you go. But talking mm. about Vietnam, we'll, we'll start in Southeast Asia because um, let's do it because it's a po- popular destination on my podcast. Um, yeah. Do you want to yeah. start uh, in uh, order? Or should we just start with um, uh, Vietnam? Because Mike, you said that you both bought motorbikes, so I guess you travelled. Up, down, yeah. down. Okay. Well, we can so we can start with Vietnam. That, that was, was the best. Uh, that was my favorite part. So that was, I think, by far and away, my favorite country I've been to, and I think Megan's as well. Yeah. Um, okay. It helped a lot that we did it together, and the way that we did it was mm-hmm. pretty unbelievable because um, we hadn't really planned that. And I guess it became popular a little while ago. There was um, there's a show called Top Gear. Most people have heard yeah. of Top Gear. It was on the air for, I don't know if it's still on the air. It's been on for years and years. And those guys biked from the north, from the I think from the south of Vietnam to the north of Vietnam, and they said it was the best ride in the world. Yeah, all yeah. these companies are Vietnam started popping up, renting motorbikes to tourists. And um, I think when we were in Thailand, we were at this weird little kind of waterfall thing and met some German people, and they were talking, telling us that they they did it by motorbike. And so Megan and I spontaneously were like, "Oh, okay," and like we just. We rented them thinking it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun adventure. And it was just the, the most amazing thing we could have done because mm-hmm. we could see everything and it gave us total like freedom to freedom. go where you couldn't go on like a bus or you'd mm-hmm. have to book this or, and it would cost this many dollars and we could just like jump on the bike and rip over. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it was just incredible. The sights and the, and the sounds and the people and some of the, you know, the cheapness of it all. Like it was so yeah. very, very inexpensive. And yeah, what a great, what a great, great country. Like, yeah. We didn't have very many sure. bad experiences there. Yeah. We get in a couple motorcycle crashes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. yeah. I T-boned somebody and flew over the handlebars. Oh, so wow. Oh, going wow. about 70 kilometers an hour on the freeway. <laughs> 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 Megan was behind me watching my near demise. Oh, I was and, like... Uh, yeah, you, you must be hysterical. I watched it all happen. I thought he was gone. I thought it was like, oh my god. Oh god, that's awful. Yeah. yeah. Any then, like any like severe damage from that crash? Like any like bones broken or were you okay? Um, I think that well, my hand was bleeding pretty bad, and then I think that I had a crack in my leg because it it was pretty bad for a while. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. I may have been like a super bad bone bruise, but essentially what happened was there was a there was a lady on a motorbike in the, it was like four lane highway. So there's two lanes going on our side and she, I guess, missed her turn um, to go left on this dirt road. Yeah. And 
I'm in the left lane and she's in the right lane. And she decided instead of like, you know, pulling over to the side of the road or casually changing back into this lane and checking her shoulder, she just stopped her bike completely and turned 90 degrees in front of me. (laughs) Because in Vietnam, there's just, there's no rules. No, no rules. Yeah. And so I had about two seconds to decide what to do. And I kind of swerved one way to, cause I thought I was going to be out of her way and she moved forward right in my way. And I hit, and I hit her bike. Luckily I didn't really hit her, mm. but it kind of a full frontal, like right over the handlebars and really wish Megan had a camera on <laughs> yeah. or something. Cause it would have been GoPro, really- yeah. yeah. She had like a kid on the bike with her and like, oh, like, yeah. kids, like she, screaming. She, she had a helmet on and the kid did not. <laughs> which was hilarious yeah. yeah yeah and then they like yeah they screamed at me as if it was my fault um and i felt terrible and then they just like biked off because like oh. i said all the time yeah uh, and then we this is this was i'm starting off with one of the best experiences that we've ever had because, <laughs> um, there's a lot more to the story essentially what happened was that i i had fallen kind of on my leg and and with the adrenaline got up and brushed my bike off to the side of the road and it was pretty beat up and and all of a sudden we're like stranded and I've got a broken bike and we mm. don't like, and I can barely move. And we didn't really know what was going to, what we were going to do. Cause we're in the middle of nowhere. Like I still to this day don't remember the name of the city mm. or where we, we were somewhere between. I don't even remember. No, I can't, I don't know. Somewhere in the like super rural, we were on like a seven hour ride that day. Oh, and this wow. About, yeah. This is about three hours in. Um, and these couple ladies pulled over to the side of the road and we ended up communicating to them to um, call a mechanic or somebody. And she called this guy and he drove out and, and she didn't speak a word of English, but her, her friends left and she stayed with us like the entire time hmm. and like took us back into this tiny little town. They were that, so nice. They were the nicest they were, people like, making ever. Making sure he was like, okay. And like, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. she kept bringing us, trying to bring us food and drinks and stuff. Yeah. And, uh. and and I'm just like, you know, my hands all bloody and <laughs> kind of beat up at the moment. And we sat there for probably two hours, two and a half hours while this guy fixed my bike. And he would like drive out of town and pick up a part and come back and fix it and then drive out of town again and pick up a part and come back. And then when it was done, this lady came up and handed the guy like a wad of cash. Oh. I paid for my bike to be fixed. What? Wow. And we were both sitting there like, what is she doing? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. And she waved her hands at us as if like she saw the accident. She knew it wasn't our fault. Oh, uh, right. Okay. She felt bad. So like, I'll get they this one. They were so nice. And like, we were just, wow. Megan and I are like, we could perfectly well pay for it. Like it was fine, but it was just yeah. the nicest thing that anyone's ever done. And I think we both almost cried. And, like, <laughs> they were just so, <laughs> and it was just so nice oh, and man. awesome. It was like, Vietnam's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People there are so nice. Oh, totally. <laughs> woman and and hugged the mechanic guy and left and like i'll never never know that woman's name no yeah no yeah (laughs) like never see her again and it was one of the best moments it just proves that people like on the street general people are actually all right aren't they like you you might hear some bad stuff in the media about a country but actually their people are just like you you did the same thing in that situation we saw them right so yeah Yeah. yeah, it just proves that uh, traveling is the best could just meet these random people and like you say you don't know the name you don't even know where the place is but no. she probably has the same totally. story that i, totally I helped this guy out and yeah 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 so yeah. cool yeah it was so cool. sweet of them yeah yeah very very neat and uh can i ask how much you, you bought a bike for how much did you buy your bikes for 
I think they were 300 American. Yeah. 300 US. Um, but the great thing was, is that people go back and forth on those trips all the time. Yeah. So despite my bike being a bit beat up and Megan's too from her little crash, oh. um, we ended up selling them at the end of the trip to somebody that was going the opposite direction, two other travelers. Yeah. And I think we sold them for what, 275 and 250 or something. Yeah. Like we so, didn't, we nice. didn't so much cheaper than yeah. like, gas, gas, gas costs like three bucks to oh, fill up. Nothing, oh, yeah. dream, dream. And that would get yeah, we we would fill up like water bottles of like mini gas tanks. <laughs> so <we> would <laughs> last forever, but where did yeah. you buy and sell? Was it did you buy in the south or in the north? In the north. In the north. And you sold in the south. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, bought it yeah. and sold in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, apparently that's the best way, right? Because you buy it for cheaper. And sell it for more on the average. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, I think Hanoi is supposed to be a little bit cheaper. So oh, okay. bit cheaper. I know most people go from the south to the north. Mm. Yeah, both times I've done that south to north. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But people who have done your trip, like on bikes, they normally start in the north sometimes. So Absolutely. did you go anywhere like further north or just go down from there? Uh, just uh, we did Sapa. Oh, uh, Sapa, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we hiked the rice fields. We did a two-day hike through the rice fields there, like a guided hike there. Yeah, which which was pretty unbelievable. Like, I loved yeah. that that time. And we had this really uh, I don't know what, how you would describe her, but she was this very spunky tour guide. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> if you ever go, her name's Shosho, and she's the best. We got recommended by somebody else for her, and yeah. she's just like super fun, like. She took us, she was flirting with all the guys and like telling us all yeah. like gossip from in the town of like all the women <laughs> and like who's sleeping with who and like she was, yeah. yeah. She was really funny. So yeah. yeah, that was that was good too. Yeah, that was wonderful. And then you stay overnight up there at uh at kind of this one homestay and they just feed you. I think the whole trip cost the whole two-day hike cost us 25 bucks each or something. Mm-hmm. And you eat three three meals a day and they just sleep and you know sleep outside kind of in the wet weather it's just kind of chilly and you get this amazing sleep because you just hiked eight hours yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah what a great time what was the ride up um was that pretty decent as well we didn't take our bikes up to sapa i mm. think that a couple of our other friends did and they said it was pretty rough yeah it was like, i was gonna say yeah so uh, we just took the train it. i think up there and then yeah we took an overnight train yeah, yeah. And we did not sleep very well. No. <laughs> yeah, I've done a few of those in Vietnam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone has. It's, yeah. They're not the best. They're okay. Uh, yeah, not the best. But um, it's part of the trip, right? <laughs> yeah. um, So back to Hanoi. Um, I loved Hanoi. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. A lot of things to see. What did you see there in Hanoi? Um, I mean, we did a lot of walking. Mm. There's a huge party district there. Yeah. Um, a little bit of time in. Um, a lot of the... I loved a lot of the little like eating and drinking spots, like the little local ones. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have like a bowl of noodles and a beer, and you'd spend like a dollar mm. and stuff like that. Um, Did you see um, Ho Chi Minh, the actual um, mausoleum? Did you go see him? No, he's uh, he's like kept in a like a casket, and you queue up, and you go to the palace, and he's like he's been dead like 40, 50 years, but they keep him oh. preserved, so you can oh. go in and walk around and. You take it's about five seconds. You get like around him, and you see like this dead body in a. It's Ho Chi Minh. It's like it's the, it's the real oh, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Ho Chi Minh. But he's only there for like certain times of the year because he gets shipped off to somewhere else to 
to get like perked up by I don't know scientists or whatever, <laughs> and he gets shipped back. But um, yeah, I think the first time I went in Hanoi, he, he wasn't there. He's off. He's out somewhere else. And then he's down the street getting a beer and some noodles. I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then second That's time so we got told that he's there. So oh god, so we queued up for like in in the boiling sun for maybe like an hour, and the military guys are super strict. They're like they tell you. No phones, put your hands by your side. You can't put them in your pockets. You've got to walk in tandem, walk slowly. And, wow. Yeah. You're not allowed to take pictures or anything? No, no pictures. No, no. Oh, we missed that. No, didn't, didn't know that. Maybe he wasn't there. No, I, I just heard from someone in the hostel that he's about, so she couldn't see him. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. Next oh time, my I guess. Gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it's a pretty weird. Hawaii, we, uh, yeah. in, in Hanoi, we had... I mean, so we just did some of like the big things that all the tourists do. We bought a bunch of whole, a whole bunch of like fake North Face gear. Yes, because <laughs> like, it's super cheap. Because it's you know, um, I think the funnest thing for us. Yeah, when we um, outside of that park. Yeah, we honestly like I can't remember a whole lot about it, but there's yeah, a there's a lake there. It takes up a big chunk of the city, and I think it's called Hoan Kiem. Hoan Kiem. I'm not sure, but. It's just a main lake where a lot of like the locals hang out and there's benches all around it. It's quite a beautiful walk around the wall. And then, yeah, I think we did go to that. I can't remember what it's called. I, I know exactly what you're, what you're yeah. envisioning. Yes, it's a really nice lake. Is, is there like a little island in the middle or something? Little island thing, like with a church looking thing in the middle. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 So we hung out there and like we were walking around and then what is it? This like kid just like. Came up was to two, or initially, two, initially yeah. it was two teenagers. Two teenagers came up yeah. to us and they like started asking us, like, oh, can we is it okay if we ask you a question? And both me and Mike were like, like grab your pockets. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, people yeah. are like, I don't know what yeah. they're doing. Cause we're yeah. like, I don't know why. I guess we just had started our trip. And so we didn't actually just start our trip, but we were just like in the mindset of like, yeah, you know, you gotta be yeah, careful everywhere when you're you go traveling. When you're, everywhere yeah. you go traveling, whether it's Europe or Asia or whatever, you always yeah. watch it people trying to scam you it's a very common yeah. thing so so we were like yeah what like, we just whispered to each other like keep keep your hands in your pocket like what stuff and then they they were just asking if they can practice like speaking english because they're going to school and um so then they were just asking us like basic questions like what's your favorite color and like just yeah. so that they could practice english and we were like we're dicks like we just yeah. we just thought <laughs> that's the only wanted to do was like learning yeah i remember feeling pretty bad about it but it was a, a great interaction because you were like what we realized after the conversation is that tourism is so big over there that most of the jobs that they get are yeah. in the tourism industry and if they yeah. can speak english that's a huge huge asset so yeah, yeah we yeah. chatted with these kids for like i don't know probably 20 minutes and then and then after and then that, left and we were people like, oh, saw that's... us doing that. Mm-hmm. So after they left, like a couple other people came up because they realized that we were letting them do that. Yeah. And so we pretty much spent like the whole day teaching, yeah. like just having people walk up to us and like, oh, wow. like, yeah, show them how to do English. It was yeah, like a little yeah, tiny mostly, boy too. That came yeah, up. we had a couple kids. Was one so kid, cute. one kid was so funny. He was just one of the, like the most adorable kid I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Mm. And he. It's in between us, like staring forward, and every like there'd be this long pause, and then he'd go, "What's your name?" And then, <laughs> "Oh, my name's Mike. What's your name?" And he'd tell me his name, and he'd go, "Hmm," and he'd look forward. There'd be this pause, and then he'd ask another question, and 
after after he, he sat there probably like 10 minutes and eventually i was like are any of your parents here he was like six <laughs> like, like five dead. years old very very young child yeah i was like is your mom or dad here and he goes yeah my dad's over there and he points and then there's his dad like over the, it was so funny to me because his dad had, was missing like a bunch of teeth in the front and, <laughs> and his dad was like looking there and he was like waving at us <laughs> he was so he had brought his kid to the lake to sit with americans or canadians and learn how to speak english that's, like, awesome. that's a great idea though it's free free idea. Yeah. it's free and it, yeah. we love oh, it, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. and then from but the first time we went to hanoi we ended up we bought our bikes but then they had to tune up our bikes from there so when they were tuning up our bikes we went up to sapa and came back mm. and we when we got back we had like the whole day to wait around for them to finish our bikes yeah. And we were like, yeah. well, we saw everything the first time. Like, what do you want to do? And Megan and I looked at each other and we we're like, you want to go back to the lake? <laughs> and we ended up going to the lake and just meeting like another like 10 kids and chatting for like five hours. And it was one of the funnest experiences that we've ever had. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I, I do remember that lake because I think it's just a bit serene. I think we've done it after our Halon Bay tour. But there's a, there's a little um, house next to the lake. I don't know if you went to get an egg coffee. And we, we, oh, yeah. we, oh, we, um, we researched this place. I don't know if it's the same place. You walk through the door and it's literally someone's house. You've got the washing there and you've got these really thin <laughs> stairs, like little staircase and the floorboards. You think you're going to fall through, especially me because I'm quite big. And I was like, right. <laughs> and it's just like someone's front room with a little bit in the corner. They make egg coffee and the stools are like <laughs> the ones outside. You can barely sit on them because they're quite small. And we had this egg coffee. <laughs> and it was like really sweet and it's really nice. I'm like, <laughs> Are we supposed to be here? Because this is someone's house. <laughs> but, <laughs> they, they, t- they took money and gave us coffee. So I, 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 I assumed so it was all right. <laughs> That's really but, funny. There yeah. was a very famous egg coffee place that we went to as well. It sounds like it might be the same place. Right. But yeah, walk in and it's like a house. There's like someone's cat sitting on the... It might be the same one. Yeah. And then yeah. you walk up a staircase to the rooftop and everybody sat on the rooftop and ordered egg coffee. Ah, uh, Okay. I don't know if it was probably the same different. One, There's a lot tons of places, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. There's no one in this one. There's no no tourists. So I was like, uh, are we supposed to be? Oh, oh. it's like actually like someone's house. Yeah. Like well, <laughs> <laughs> they've got a sign, so I don't know. <laughs> but it's, uh, I'm not. I have like my coffee black, but having the condensed milk um, on the on the egg coffee was, oh. was quite good actually. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's, like, it's, it's a sweet. bit of a. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. After Hanoi, <laughs> did you go to Cat Bar Island? Is that we went to next? We did, yeah. Yeah, Cat yeah. Bar Island. Yeah, Cat, good. Cat Bar was a little less touristy, I think, than like the actual Halong Bay. Yeah. Get a tour of Halong Bay, which is very, which is obviously the famous area. And we did like a day long boat tour there. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful place. Yeah, super pretty. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, did some kayaking through there. And yeah. yeah. What year was this, by the way? I didn't ask what year you went to um, Vietnam. 2018? Yeah. Michael's probably yeah, right. about three years ago. Oh, that's the same time as we went to Haidon Bay. Because I went to oh, really? 2013 and 2018 with Emma. And I noticed a big change in the, um, uh, just how built and developed it was. Like 2013, it was still quite touristy, but not too much. And then 2018, it was like, bam, all these high-rise buildings in Haidon Bay. So many more boats. Yeah. That world has wow. changed. Yeah. yeah, I remember Catbaw. They were building high rises when we. Oh, were they? Mm. Like they're waiting for a big tourism boom. Yeah. And then COVID. And I wonder how a lot of that turned out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
what's Cat Bar Island like? Um, I don't even know much about it, to be honest. I didn't ever go there. Um, I wouldn't, it wasn't anything super memorable for us. No. Uh, it's a big long strip in front that you walk along the water. Yeah. Um, a lot of backpackers would stay there just because it was quite a bit cheaper than Halong Bay. Yeah. And most people, I think a lot of people did what we did as well is that we, we'd stay there because I think we paid five or six bucks a night for a, for uh-huh. a hostel. Yeah. And then you take a boat tour out into Halong Bay because you'd see it a little bit better and closer mm-hmm. on. But if you go to Halong Bay, it's a lot more touristy. Everything's more expensive. It's busier. Um, so we, yeah, we kind of got word. We had planned to do Halong Bay, and then we got a bit of a word from other backpackers um, to do it that way instead. And I think it was the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Nimbin. Oh, that yeah. was one of my favorites. What place yeah. that is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, you from there is unbelievable. Like, I think we... So we walked up those little mm. stairs and we went to see the the view and it, we must have stayed up there for like an hour just staring wow. at the view. It's like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so cool. Yeah, just a complete silence for a while. Because it's nothing like Vancouver. Uh, it's nothing like, no, it, no. it's just so different. Such a different view that I don't think either of us have ever seen. So mm. it was like, so cool. Yeah. We loved did, it there. Did you get yeah. the boat Probably. through the caves and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Too, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, I think, I remember they were, like, asking for tips and stuff a lot. Like, Yeah, they're very, yeah. They definitely thrive on, like, tourists there. Yes. But it was so, it was super cool. Yeah, one of, our, one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites, too. I, yeah. thought, I think from there was one of the most unique views I'd ever seen. And so mm-hmm. I was struck by it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we sat there. It was almost meditating for a while. Yeah. <laughs> on this mountain and just, like, stared at it. And it was just so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, they called it the uh, Halong Bay of the Land, right? Because it's got those like hills that are dotted on oh, the land. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make apparently sense. Apparently, that's what it looks like. I, I honestly can't remember much else about Ningbing. Yeah, like, Ningbing's like it's got I a small little it. town, right? Small, yeah. small little. There's town. like a little town. Yeah, there's like an old yeah. part of the town, and then yeah. like a new part of the town. Yeah, and I think we stayed in the new part, and and that was all I really remembered about it was just that that one hike up and and driving through the mountains a bit and. Yeah, definitely one of our favorite places we've been. It's the top tip for me in Vietnam goes to Nimbin, I think for me. We got the um the train from Hue up to Nimbin. No, sorry, the bus. And our friends from Australia, we met a couple from Australia. The guy is like he's about he's called Michael. He's about six foot six, maybe six foot five. And he tried mm. to get an overnight bus and he said he couldn't fit in the seat because it's he's too long. <laughs> oh my gosh. And and these guys were biking in terms of um push bikes up Vietnam. They're biking Vietnam. Oh wow! On push bikes, <laughs> oh so that, but they but they want a night off. They were right. We want a night off. We're gonna put put our bikes on the train. I think they could get a train and put the bikes on it, and then they're gonna get the bus themselves and sleep. But he didn't sleep because he couldn't fit in the seat. Oh, that yeah, sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt for him because he was like, I had no sleep. I'm too tall. Everyone's like, all all people in Vietnam stared at him because he's so tall. He is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> And also, people can see, believe that, I love, that he was biking. See, as well. I love going to I love going to Southeast Asia because I'm only like five seven, and I was just like <laughs> the average height around there. It's nice for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but, did but we done Nimbin with those guys on the boat, and we had a, such a great time. So we like really oh, happy yeah. memories on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Where did you go to? Next? Then, we, then we move on to Megan's uh, Megan's bike accident. Oh, okay. Which could have been a lot worse than it was. What happened here? <laughs> but it was well it wasn't that bad i just was i don't know i think we stopped for something and i we were just like slowly turning our bikes around and i on mine 
like you can obviously the gas was like on the on the handle but the brake was as well and so oh, like the ooh, okay whole, you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. brakes like a bike but then to the gas was like turning so i think i was turning the bike around and as i was turning it around i must have like my hand must have like put the gas on yeah. and then i was going like straight into like this it was like a hotel or something and it had like glass doors and all I remember is like going straight for those glass doors. So I was like, and I couldn't process how to stop because I didn't know why I started. And so I just turned my bike into the <laughs> stairs that were concrete stairs that were to the left. And I just crashed into the stairs because I just did not want to hit. Yeah. I did, couldn't figure out how to break. I was just, <laughs> just freak, was freaking out. So it was a stupid, it was a stupid thing on my end. But oh. Michael like was turning his bike around, and all oh, he yeah. remembers is like turning around and seeing me like all of a sudden on the ground, <laughs> like went oh, yeah. into the stairs. Yeah, and so. everyone again was super nice. They were like were giving me Tiger Bomb to put mm. on my like leg. Oh, nice, yeah. Leg, and like oh, everyone yeah. was just so nice. <laughs> yeah. And this, this was in is it Ving or Vin? it was it wasn't a touristy town at all it was it was just a stop for us because it happened to be instead of riding 10 hours that day we rode five hours and then it happened to be right there Mm -hmm. and uh very very local town but like kind of a growing city and so i've never heard of it to be honest so when megan um megan crashed her bike the mechanics were like really happy to help us out because they were just like they had never really seen white people yeah they're like where are you from they're like Canada and they're like oh my gosh they're like so amazed that we were from Canada and like so happy that I got in that I needed their help yeah and they ended up I think they paid for the I mean they they changed the oil and they did all this stuff and they only charged us like 10 bucks yeah they didn't oh wow that's that's unreal it's wonderful people yeah Yeah. they are the best people aren't they Vietnamese I I love them they, yeah, they were the yeah, best. Yeah, they worked. Yeah, we didn't really have a problem with anybody. No. no. And then you went to Phong Na. That, and that, ring, that rings a bell for me, but I don't know why. I don't feel like I've stopped Phong there. Phong Na is where the biggest cave in the world is. Or like yes. the, the two or three biggest caves in the that have ever been discovered. Are oh, yeah. Paradise. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was fun. That was cool. We, um, mm. The hostels we stayed at were also really cool because they all did like family style dinners every time you stayed with oh, them. So oh, you yeah. Get to eat with everybody and get to know everybody. And then yeah. I don't know if we went mm-hmm. to a cave with people, but I know we ended up like meeting lots of people that way. So that was the best part yeah. of like all the places in Vietnam. All the hostels were super fun. That great. Yeah. It was really big there in Vietnam. I didn't find that. We didn't really find that anywhere else, like in any of the other countries. No. It was always, Vietnam always had. A lot of them, maybe every two or three hostels would be like, oh, well, like dinner's at seven. Yeah. And we'd yeah. all the, everybody in the hostel would come down or everybody in the homestay would come down. Yeah. And you'd yeah. sit in this big meal and chat. And that was every night for them. It was and so much fun. Yeah. I remember Phong Nau was great for that because we were mm-hmm. outside. It was warm. We were right on this river. Yeah. Um, and they'd feed us good. and we'd hang out in hammocks for the night. Yeah. And, fun. Uh, and you mentioned here that drive from uh, Vin to Phong Nau was one of the best you had. Yeah, I think yeah. that was like the moment when both of us, um, you were just driving and there was like nobody else on the road. Mm. And it was just a beautiful day that day. And we were like riding on our bikes, mm. it's like all these beautiful limestone, like mountains yeah, and like all the big, uh, all the karst mountains. And we were, yeah, we were it was right crazy. on all the rice fields. It was, the, it was the most emotional moment that we had. That mm. we both 
felt at the same time. Yeah. Like they, we, I like, we were, it was just, nobody was on the road. I think we were just driving. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, I just looked at him and he just looked at me. I'm like, should we stop right now? Like this, like who does this? Like, yeah. this is so, and cool. it was crazy, just like yeah. a moment that we both like, just realized like <laughs> we're rad. I love hearing it. Cause it's just, uh, that's why I kind of did a podcast. Cause like, you, you guys are so passionate and like have a great memory of that. And I like, I want to transcend yeah. that to other people to try and maybe think, Oh, yeah. we should do that. Um, because oh, I've been yeah. down twice and I've not gone up on a bike. I'm like, well, I'll have to go for a third time. And oh, you got you it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the best way to do it. Because then when we were in Phong Na, it was to get, there was a number of things you could do. You had to book things at the hostel. Yeah. And it was like, okay, if you book this one boat, there's a boat that goes into a cave um, off from the river. And that, it was like quite expensive, even for Vietnam. Mm. And we, I'm like, oh, well, like, I don't want to do that. And then, and then the caves were, you know, there's a price to get into the caves, but to book like a bus tour of the cave was like such and such amount of money. And it was so great having the bike because we just jumped on the bike and it was like a 20 minute ride into the mountains, which is the most incredible ride anyways. Like just cars mm. all up the side of everything and just incredible scenery. And then you get up to this, uh, yeah, this kind of national park of theirs or whatever it was and, and go walk into this. I think it was the, the one that you can go into that we went into, I think is like the second or third biggest cave mm. ever. Discovered. And it took us about 45 minutes to walk from the entrance all the way to the end. Oh, wow. Just where like the path went and it went way, way further in. And then there was another cave there that you have to, you have to like train for. And it's mm. like a seven, or something like that so obviously we didn't do that one but it sounds incredible yeah. though yeah yeah it sounds great sounds amazing yeah like yeah. Yeah. But it was it was very very beautiful just yeah those those are the best moments though like yeah this, that's what makes you so attached to the traveling right is those moments mm-hmm. and those things you would never get otherwise anywhere else like it's just the best mm-hmm. and it's so unique because obviously you're you've got the ultimate yeah. freedom you're, you're on bikes like it's the same yeah. with the yeah. australian couple because we met up with them a few times in a row because they're like oh we're, we're doing this section today and it's like we're biking for 10 hours like on you know bicycles not uh not motorbikes so they're taking like <laughs> yeah. double double the time but they oh, yeah. showed us some pictures of what stuff they they have seen on their bikes and it's just yeah like, wow it's probably the same as you guys like you probably stopped that yeah. place like wow look at this and uh, yeah yeah it's just a cool oh. such a cool thing to do and uh yeah on the first time round of vietnam in i think it's in hoi an we met three guys i think they're from uk actually and they were doing the same as you on bikes. But one of the guys was like way too dosed up on Valium. I was like, why is he? Because he can't sleep very well. He's knackered. He can't sleep. And he needs to sleep because he's, he's our leader. Like he's telling us where to go. I'm like, this, this guy's out of it. He didn't even know what day it is. I, like, I couldn't believe that this guy was leading this group like, of like backpackers like, on motorbikes. I couldn't believe it. Um, blew my mind. He's probably done it so many times. <laughs> Yeah, he's just uh, so casual about it. He's like, yeah, like, I, I don't remember yesterday, but I think we biked for five hours. I'm like, what's this guy? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. That's a lot of trust. But your way is better because you can remember it. So that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. On here, you've got uh, Hawaii and rain. Yes, Hawaii rains. Over there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was like... That was quite a, yeah. we laughed, we laughed, laughed at most of the way. Like we had a, uh, we were in a bit of hysterics because it was, it was so bad. Like, you know, when you get to sometimes when you get to a point where things are so bad that you just laugh it off. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we had about a five or six hour bike ride that day. And it just absolutely downpoured on us the whole way. And we we're like, we had bought these fake North Face tracksuits thinking, oh, they're pretty waterproof. They were not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. We're, you know, we've got our backpacks on strapped to the back of the bike as well. And all that got soaked. Um, it's tough but, too, because like, you don't like the bikes were fun and they were awesome. But when you're on them every day for like six to seven hours, your butt and your back start to get so sore. Imagine, so, yeah. Like you're soaking wet mm-hmm. and like you're, we're so cold at one point. I remember being so cold that we stopped just to get coffee so I could warm up, <laughs> but the coffee there, you know how they put it in like the drip thing and it yeah, takes yeah. so long. So I was just like, please keep me warm. <laughs> like I was so cold. And so grumpy. And I was yeah. like, how much longer do we have here? Like it was brutal. Yeah. It was one of like the worst rides. Oh, yeah. So that was a tough, that was a tough ride for sure. But then we got to like the hostel and it was called Kim's homestay. And Kim yeah. is actually there. Her, yeah. she okay. like, it's quite famous over there actually yeah there's like a wall that she lets you like paint your name and say you're here so like yeah we put our name on there it's a cool wall she makes everybody paint their hand and then do a big hand yeah oh yeah and she's so fun like as soon as we got there and like she like was so motherly and like like we were like yes like we made (laughs) this girl is like amazing she hangs out with everybody in the hostel so we're like we're meeting everybody and you just hang out in this one area and you make all these friends for like the night or for two nights. Yeah. And then, uh, and she gave us rice water. So we drank yeah. like okay. so, rice wine or whatever. Or yeah. ha- they call it happy they water. Call it happy water. <laughs> yeah. Very happy. So one thing about Megan and I, and through our entire partnership, we don't, we haven't had almost any big fights. We yeah. have little bickers as most couples do. We drank this happy water and had the biggest blowout fight that we've ever had in in the hostel and it was it was one minute totally sober and the next minute you're gone you're just out completely out of it and we were screaming at each other screaming like i was i was crying for some reason i don't even remember like the next day we we were like i I couldn't tell you i don't know we we don't know what we're fighting about (laughs) that is the last time we drank that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a few drinks that go on the uh, on the bad list if you like, where very yeah. special occasions you can have them. But yeah. um, I think Caparinas in Brazil are on that list for me. And there's a did you did you drink a spirit in Southeast Asia called Arak? Um, A R A K. It's actually banned in UK. Oh, that sounds really familiar. Um, it's quite potent. It really. Oh. It really fucks you up. It's right. poisonous, did you really? Well, you need to be a little bit careful. Oh, with it if you have too much. Yeah, it's potent, but if you have too much. Oh. You'll be gone. Like, you need to be a bit careful. Really? That sounds quite. Yeah. No, yeah, no, name sounds weird, but Did you know. drink it? Yeah, I had a bit of a heavy night on that on in Bali, and I would never have it again. <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't trust the stuff. It's um, <laughs> it's a distilled Levantine spirit. That's what it is. Um, oh. It sounds way more delightful than what you're saying. This stuff is bloody strong. Um, <laughs> I just know it's not available in at home because they, they don't allow it. But um, wow, yeah. quite, quite yeah. popular in Southeast Asia. That's so funny. Yeah. No, thank. I'm kind of glad Unless we did that. Unless that's the stuff that's in the bottle. We bought a bottle of it was another like rice wine or like a rice whiskey. Mm. We bought a bottle of it and it has a scorpion inside the bottle. Oh, okay, right. And right. we bought another one that had like a snake inside the bottle. Yeah. And it was just something we bought at like the market and. Uh, in Laos, yeah, it was uh, 
I think she gave us a little sip of it to try it. And it was like gasoline. <laughs> I can't believe people actually drink that. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Like, that's no go. Oh, it. We're spoiled here. For sure. <laughs> yeah. um, can I talk about uh, quickly before we finish off um, Vietnam? Um, Hoi An is a favorite place of ours. Oh, it's so, yeah. It's oh, a little, yeah. cute little quaint little spot. We really yeah. liked it. On the river. Colorful and very happy place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, uh, people for people, I guess, listening that don't know anything about Vietnam. Hoi An is a very is very famous for tailored clothes. Mm. So if you're walking down the street, yeah. it'll be like a tailor shop, a tailor shop, a tailor shop, and then like a restaurant, and then like <laughs> tailor shops, and then another restaurant, and they're everywhere. And they're great like, at you it. could just you go walk in there and you can get something. You can say, "I like this dress," and then they'll like in a few hours, come back and pick it up because they have a shop down the road where somebody makes it. They'll tailor like it the to you day. like perfectly. And then you can pick it up in a couple hours. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And you can, then, you can buy over the price as well. Um, yeah. So you can buy it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think I've got a suit there actually. Yeah. I've got a suit second time around. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I the suit. yeah. Still wear it today. Nice. It's great. I did the same. Awesome. I did the same, but I made a mistake because we had done. So prior to traveling, yeah. um, Meg and I got engaged and I thought to my, and we didn't plan on getting married for a little bit. We just like, I wanted to propose. We didn't, I didn't want to wait for after traveling. Right. Yeah. So I proposed we were engaged and then we were just talking about like the wedding. And I was like, I know I'll get a suit made in Hoi An because that's what people do there. Yeah. And it's super cheap. And so I went and I got my suit all fitted and for I did the it, wedding. Like, this, for, is for like the wedding. this is for the wedding. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, no, it's great. like, this will be fantastic. I think if I paid 200 bucks for like a, like a three piece and a tie and like yeah. two shirts. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I had the greatest deal ever. And I'm like, I can always, I like rolled it up super small and tight and stuffed into the bottom of my backpack and carried it with me for the next little bit. <laughs> um, now the issue there was that prior to Vietnam, we were in Thailand and we got food poisoning really bad. Probably lost about 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So, this is going. Yeah. <laughs> roughly 15 pounds. I'd say. Yeah. And then we ended up coming back to Vancouver, you know, however many months later. And then what <laughs> a year goes by and then we're going to get married. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about my suit. I'm going to try on my suit. And it just, it barely made it around. <laughs> I went to put on the vest and I pulled it to about six inches apart. <laughs> you know, you get home, you start exercising, go to the gym again, but I had lost so much weight in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did I do it at the end of the trip? It was like near the end of our trip. <laughs> It, but we it's still it. hanging in my closet. There's no way I'll ever finish. You never, like, you didn't was, wear it to the wedding. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a souvenir. <laughs> it's a souvenir. There you go. Oh. Yeah, it's a souvenir. <laughs> I'm looking for a 12 year old to give it to. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up having to buy a new suit for the wedding. <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah, you win, sometimes you don't. Yeah, I think <laughs> I I don't actually know. I've not put mine on for a few years now. So I've not tried it for probably since remote working. So I, I'm a bit scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. Well, it fit, it fit for a few weddings, so it's done its job. But um, yeah. I, I really yeah. hope it's, uh, it's going to fit me this time. Just to finish off, because we've got um, some of the countries to talk about. Any other places to mention, but I guess further south than that? Um, yeah, Ho Chi Minh City was great. It's very, yeah, very big city. There's a lot there about the war, about the Vietnam-American yeah. War. They call it the American War. It's the Vietnam War. Mm. Um, yeah, the museum is very, very sad. It was hard to um, watch. It was really 
Oh, it was tough. Like, yeah, like it was, I think I felt really nauseous at one point, just reading like some of the stuff I was like, yeah. and I don't like that. So it was, it was quite hard to watch. Yeah. 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 But over, overall, you know, a very, very cool and very unique um, place. Very cool city. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend going there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like kind of started off pretty big in this podcast. Cause that's our favorite place. Yeah. That's, that's a good yeah. one. Vietnam. I've never been place anywhere. to go. <laughs> No, it's not done. <laughs> I actually really want to go to very quickly because uh, we're going to go to Africa in a minute, but I want to touch quickly on Thailand because uh, it's a mutual love for Thailand here, I think. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, what's your favorite parts of Thailand that you've been to? Yeah, I mean, everybody has a love for Thailand. We, uh, yeah. You know, it's most people's first big travel place that they go to, um, you know, if they do a gap year or whatever. And it is for a reason. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Mm. It is getting very, very touristy. It's getting very expensive. Yes, it is. Yeah. When we went, I remember people telling me that they had been a couple of years before I went and they're like, oh, this only cost a dollar. And then when we went, it was like $5. But yeah, Kopi is very much the one of the party places. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just pumping heavy trance music the entire time. And, and yeah, buckets and, and partying. Buckets. Yeah. The, the alcohol buckets, which are very, very dangerous. Very. Those yeah, <laughs> they make strong. Um, um, I think yeah. my favorite place was actually Chiang Mai. I know you didn't like it as much as I did. It's funny, like everyone mm. has different experiences in different spots. So yeah. Some people yeah. are like, "Oh, I loved mm-hmm. it here," and I'm like, "What? I did not like it there." And so it's really funny that, like, I kind of I really liked Chiang Mai because it was like mm. they had really cool markets there, and I think it was where we were staying was close mm-hmm. to one of the markets. So I just kind of felt like you can just walk outside and. There was always something to do and it's also the place where we did like the elephant sanctuary so for that for me i think that sounds really cool yeah. oh yeah yeah no yeah. chiang mai was great um thai boxing very, very big yeah there was i think we were only yeah. we were there for a week and we got so much in yeah and mm. one of my favorite moments of the entire trip was in chiang mai like wait you say like obviously say what you want about the elephant sanctuary and all that like that was amazing and, yeah and yeah. the markets were enormous and yeah. there's so much yeah. fun one of my favorite things we did was a bit, a little bit spontaneous. We went to one of the Muay Thai boxing. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Tournaments there. Yeah. And we rode, you know, we rode in the back of a tuk tuk with like 10 other, 10 <laughs> other backpackers. And yeah. went there. It was a bit of a night where we didn't have much to do. We were taking a bit of a break and then we show up and what was great about it is it was very, very intense, like, you know, MMA style fighting, like mm. smooth boxing. So they're like kicking the crap out of each other. <laughs> and and one of so the reason it was my favorite moment is because they so they started off the night with like these like 15 year old fighters that were like up and coming yeah and then they got to like a 16 year old and under and then like a 17 and 18 and then they did like three or four rounds with the pros that just absolutely wail on each other and it's so intense and everybody's like watching going crazy and then my favorite part one of my favorite parts of the entire trip was then all of a sudden the main event comes up and they turn down the lights and there's all these like laser lights flashing around and they start, the announcer starts, it's obviously in Thai. So I can't understand it, but he's basically saying, and now the main event. And then the whole crowd starts going crazy. Except, you know, the backpackers are just kind of excited too. (laughs) They start playing this heavy music and they bring two six-year-olds out. (laughs) Full on boxing gear. (laughs) For the next and a half minutes and they were really good actually. and they were pretty good but it was just so funny because they're these little guys and yeah. 
And the crowd <laughs> is going wilder than anyone else we've been watching the full time, but they just amp it up so much. And it's yeah. just, it's kind of, they do it for the purpose of the tours because yeah. it's super funny. Though. Yeah. And these two, two little kids just throw little jabs at each other and little kicks and like, and the crowd goes crazy when they announce a winner. And that was one of my favorite moments. Of the oh. Yeah. <laughs> like you put expecting yeah. like a big, I don't know, heavyweight to come out. Yeah. Top 10 pros to get yeah. <laughs> But they take yeah. it so seriously, which is, yeah, yeah. they're so good. But yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. My friend went to a uh, Mai Tai camp for two months in, I think it's in Philippines. He went for two months and he said day in, day out training was, it was tough. <laughs> he lost so much weight. He was just like sweating constantly, like smashing a load of food because you just lose so much energy. So yeah, it's a pretty hard. Well, I remember one of the I remember one of the other uh, backpackers talking about how if you look at like like the UFC pros, yeah, they're all pro like Muay Thai boxers and MMA fighters, and those guys will be like they'll be pros and they'll be like, oh, this guy's record is twelve and one, and this guy's record is like seven and three. Mm. Um, but when you go and see the pros, the Muay Thai boxing pros in Thailand, they'll be eighteen years old and their pro record is like one hundred and twenty four and thirty. Like they've just had so many Whoa. fights and yeah. it's so intense. That is crazy. It's a really big part of their uh, their culture. Really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, Chiang Mai for us, we've done a cooking course there. That was a highlight there. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we yeah, did but, that in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah and just look at the notes now that you've done the same stuff as us, the man- mango sticky rice, the masaman curries, Tom oh, so Pad Thai, uh, sweet and sour. I think Thai. It was the best. Yeah. It was so good. And oh, yeah. We made everything from scratch, like the coconut water, yeah. Elky like squeezed it out and it was so just... much food. So much yeah. food. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. I've not cooked well, better since then. The market there was uh, it was good and bad because you saw some things <laughs> that kind of got to you. Like I don't know when you went to yours, but um for one of our it, cooking things, they like they for for us to get the ingredients for yeah. the recipe, we actually went to the market. She gave yeah. us like little baskets and like yeah. we went picked everything in the market and then mm. we went back and made it. Yeah. But yeah. Of the markets she took us to i think was a little bit more of like a local market so they had some quite like interesting stuff one of the things we saw was like i don't know if people are going to want to hear this but like we saw frogs that were like alive still but they had been skinned already oh yeah crikey yeah yeah so, well, this is like, like when we're about to go into the market yeah yeah looking at this big like basket of frogs that have been skinned alive yeah <laughs> they do that but that was so we were sorry. Like, I'm not wow. laughing. I'm just laughing yeah. that people are crazy. Yeah. It's like well, <laughs> I'm never gonna go there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just that's part of that. We were like, wow, we are at a local's market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you go to that local, real local place, you're gonna find stuff like that, right? No. Yeah. Always yeah. about yeah. it. Um, I yeah. don't remember seeing that in our Chiang Mai market, um, but maybe it's yeah. more touristy. Sorry for the visual. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting to say the least, and a very cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, that um, is one of the things like I'd recommend big time about Thailand is take a cooking class. Yes, hundred percent. You get you get a book. We got a book with all the recipes in it. Yeah, we did too. I think yeah, it sounds like the same similar yeah, one. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, ours was pretty. Our cooker chef was pretty crazy. She was um very very eccentric. She's like, and then you oh, twist nice. and you put the salt in here and you turn around and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Very passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a. Uh, Having a party and yeah, passionate at the same time is a bit weird, but um, enjoyed it. it, was good. it was good. Um, but too much food. I wish I wish I was more more hungry. I don't know. I feel like I didn't eat enough. 
Like, <laughs> it's just so, you can't really, t- well, you can take it away, I guess, but you want to eat Thai food there and then, don't you? You want to, like, you don't want to save it and take it away. So I kind of yeah. feel like I, didn't do, I didn't do it justice in terms of what I ate, what I ate but um, <laughs> Massaman curry is my favorite. That's my Thai favorite. What's your favorite? That's a good uh, Thai I think dish? we ate that most of the time. You like yeah. the uh, yeah, the tom yum soup was all right. I didn't eat that. I I really liked it when we made it, but then when we went anywhere else, it wasn't my favorite. Mm. Just any red curries, you yeah, like the red, red curries. Yeah, red curries. Yeah, we went anywhere and it was amazing. Yeah, and all of it was good. Oh, yeah. It's actually, in my eyes, not a bad dish. I I I'd probably have anything. Yeah. Eat, mm. Even though I'm vegetarian now, but I would probably still have a bit of meat over there, like maybe chicken, but. I'd have all the dishes, hundred percent. Yeah, even even frog, if it was skinned alive. Yeah, <laughs> if it's if it's fried a bit of salt, I'd be right on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, we're <laughs> good. Never tried it. It's no difference to a chicken. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Africa, that's my yeah. um, Kenya and Tanzania. Um, please, I, I, I'm barely know anything about these sort of. Uh, trips you can do in these countries so you arrived in Nairobi and did a safari in the Great Rift Valley talk to us about yeah. how, how, how did you book this and what was the length of the trip and what did you see yeah so you'll have to forgive me because I I'm so Michael's really good at remembering names of things and all that stuff mm. so I, I'm really happy that I took like a journal when I went but yeah. this was back in 2008 so I'm gonna try oh, to wow. remember as I can yeah um, this was well before we were together yeah this yeah. Was well we were together, but I, uh, so the whole reason I went is actually because I, I, um, I sponsored a child in Africa through World Vision. Yep. And um, they, one of, I was working with a girl who worked at World Vision and she said that there's opportunities that you can go and visit your sponsored um, child. So I was like, well, that would be so amazing. Yeah. Um, she did it and then um, kind of inspired me to do it. So that was one of the reasons why we, this whole trip started. Um, and yeah, he was in, uh, Tanzania, or he's in, uh, yeah, he's in Tanzania. And so we just decided to make a trip out of it. Uh, we went with one of my girlfriends at the time, uh, and yeah, we went, decided to do Kenya and Tanzania. Um, so we did a tour guide just because we were quite young, two girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we did this tour and we arrived, uh, and did a, a safari, which was just the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, it's like, just like what you see in the movies, like, okay deep like looking thing and you like <laughs> go out there and but you're so close to all the animals like it's crazy to me and the animals like don't even notice you're there they'll just mm-hmm. casually walk by you um it was the coolest thing like i definitely would love to go back and do that if that's something you want to do uh, yeah. go back to africa and do that like 100 percent best place ever <laughs> it was <laughs> cool. um and yeah, the first one that we did was at Lake Nakuru and um, we saw like right beside us was like a huge rhinoceros with its baby. Oh, okay. Uh, and, like, just, he just um, had a baby, or, like she just had a baby and it was quite young. Um, yeah, even the tour guide was like, you guys are so lucky you're seeing this. Like he was just right beside us. Yeah. And took a picture of it and like hung it up somewhere and somebody thought it was like from like National Geographic photo, like because it was- <laughs> cool that we were like right beside it it's amazing <laughs> did you have like a proper camera in those days um yeah like we had like yeah, well there no, no there was no, no iphone, iPhone or anything yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Camera, mm-hmm. old school it was still digital oh it's digital but, yeah 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 but you still had to like upload it to your 
computer. (laughs) (laughs) Old school. (laughs) Old school. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was super cool. Yeah. I was talking about it the other day. Like some girls came onto uh, my podcast a few weeks ago and they, um, they traveled in 2010. So just after you in 28, uh, 2008. And we we just talked about, even I traveled in 2013. That was kind of before the smartphone era. And like, where, where, where are the photos? Like, well, there isn't none because <laughs> unless you've got a camera, what are you going to take them on? Like, I didn't have a yeah. camera, I didn't have a phone or a camera, so I've got no photos in six months apart from people who were taking photos of me, um, in my whole uh, six months of trip. So, um, really, I'm yeah, and, upload, yeah, and upload it to your MySpace page, um, <laughs> yeah, MySpace and, and and Facebook was kind of about, yeah, yeah, Facebook <laughs> was Facebook was a thing, just barely yeah. a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great for dumping uh, photos, Facebook actually back in the day. It actually um, is because there's some photos on there from Africa that I was like, oh my gosh, I was wondering. Oh, that's where awesome. Like, <laughs> what's after that? Yeah, I'm uh, so I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce this one, like Navasha, mm-hmm. um, where we went on this little boat. If you you can even, I was googling it yesterday because it's like I, I don't I don't know if this is the right spot, um, but if you Google it and you you can see people on like a tiny little boat with like little orange like life jackets mm. and you go straight into the water with these hippos massive hippos like right beside you and i'm like that cannot be safe because mm. hippos like are <laughs> like if there's one of the most dangerous animals like they yeah, can yeah. kill you yeah don't they kill more people every year than like any other animal yeah i didn't know that at the yeah. time when we were out there I just looked like <laughs> really slow moving rocks so i was like harmless <laughs> um so that was super cool. And I remember the the tour guide was like throwing fish and like a, a hawk would come down and like grab it right in front of us. And mm. like, it was just mm. so amazing. Like stuff you can't, they don't do here. And um, yeah. And then after, I think after that was Crescent Island was just around there as well. So um, we went there. Uh, it was just more for like, there's like giraffes and zebras and all that stuff around there. So it's just yeah. really cool just a lot of wildlife is really what you're what you're yeah, yeah. being there um and yeah the, the people there are super cool too like just very down to earth mm. uh, very happy yeah. like what's very little stuff that they have um yeah you kind of feel that in asia as well i think yeah uh, definitely. Like, especially kids they're still super happy it's out yeah. in the street running around we'll speak to tourists yeah, oh yeah hell's gate national park now i do recognize that name um probably from the numerous shows i've seen on tv but um yeah it seems like you saw quite a few a few things here baboons yeah yeah we did um there, it was like a a bike ride it was really funny actually because they gave us like bikes i feel like this tour i don't know if they just weren't prepared or if this just how it is in africa but they like gave us these bikes that were like all the tires are flat like it was like <laughs> They were pretty bad bikes to even bike on. And it, the bike was like a 14 kilometer bike ride. And just I remember, like, my legs, I couldn't even feel my legs like halfway through. Cause I just felt like I was just pedaling like crazy and not moving. Um, but like you're biking and you're passing like giraffes and baboons and like you stop for like a crosswalk for animals on your bike. <laughs> like it was, was like, yeah it was amazing and it's really cool scenery like again scenery you wouldn't see like anywhere else so it was just the coolest thing and then we had to bike back and when we got back for some reason they i don't even remember how we got the bikes in the first place but for some reason we were supposed to all put our bikes on this car and they told us that they didn't have a car for us so we had to keep biking all the way back to our camp (laughs) 
just like another four kilometers. Um, and the <laughs> kids would like be running up to us because they knew we were like from a tour. And then we would yeah. walk to us, jumbo, jumbo, which I guess I think means hello. Oh, okay. You, how are you? And they're like asking you for money and like just to talk to you. And they're like touching your arm because mm. they've never seen like white skin before. So they're mm. like touching you yeah. and touching your hair. And like it was crazy, like it was just so cool. I <laughs> definitely <laughs> recommend. Especially that. your what you must have been what eighteen, nineteen at the time. Yeah, I think I was like nineteen or twenty. Like so. imagine, imagine like I think back to that age as like you're just starting out really. Like, no, oh yeah. You probably know your bubble at home, but imagine going to Africa and you're seeing this like that people have never seen your color of skin before. That's just crazy <laughs> to even comprehend, isn't it? Imagine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was. It definitely what experience. Asking, I'm like, why are they touching me? I mean, yeah. as, as you're white, and they've never like seen yeah. that. Like, <laughs> and then we did another safari. Um, I can't pronounce this. I don't know how to pronounce this. And Gorongoro photos look amazing of that place. I've done. The, uh, I've, I've seen that place before. Uh, the crater in the middle looks pretty. Yeah. Insane. Oh. Like yeah, that's in Tanzania, isn't it? um yeah yeah i think that one's intense yeah we got to see the big five which is like the lion the leopard the rhino elephant mm. elephants there like it's funny because i remember when we saw the elephants in thailand and i was like they're so little because in africa they're huge and they have like huge like way bigger like they're just so different like the elephants different breed aren't they different breed yeah huge. i think yeah african yeah, and asian totally different. Different now. yeah yeah i didn't even know that like i didn't even mm. know until we went to mm. Asia. I was like, they look so different. <laughs> different. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. And then uh, I remember again, we were like, we were in the big, uh, big like Jeep looking um, safari cars and we we're just wandering around. And then we all of a sudden saw like about eight or nine lions just like chilling, just sunbathing, chilling out in the in the wilderness and then all like all the cars were like going around there and there's like one male and a bunch of females and it was just like so cool i think i took a picture of like myself i took a selfie with a oh with well, old camera back then <laughs> so ahead of your were, time. Were, yeah <laughs> yeah i must have i i feel like i had to because it was literally like me and then like the lion was like right there it was, this is so crazy like yeah, it's cool yeah yeah no, it was amazing. Yeah, we also saw a cheetah from far away. I had to use binoculars, but it was still cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't you can't catch them. So yeah, no. <laughs> you to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just get a photo in quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got a note here that you um had to take a bus and you weren't feeling well. So yeah, it was brutal. I don't. I can't remember where we were going. Um. But I remember it was a long bus ride and it was like a, it was like a public bus, like just a regular bus that yeah. everybody rode and they cram you on there. Like there's yeah, a yeah. bunch of people who just regularly get on and off and like there would be the seats and then there would be like the middle aisle and people would just like bring a box and like sit in the middle aisle so that more people could fit on the bus. And I remember I wasn't feeling well. And our tour guide was like, yeah, we're taking this bus. And I was like, oh, God, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then they give you this, like, lunch, and it's, like, in a box. And it had, like, a boiled egg. And, like, <laughs> like I don't know. I can't remember. All I remember is being like, oh, this boiled egg is the last thing I want. And I'm this crunched bus. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I think yeah. I 
but it was like seven hours of hell. (laughs) (laughs) And every time the bus stopped, it would like make this loud noise. (laughs) And it was like this honk or something. So it was like, and they, they stopped everywhere in Africa. It's not like the tour guy was trying to, one of the guys was trying to explain to us, like nothing is like now, nothing is rushed in Africa. It's called Mm -hmm. Pole, which means like, Oh, like whatever, like doesn't matter. Yeah. So like that bus ride probably could have been five hours actually, because <laughs> they stopped every two seconds for everybody and everybody knows everybody. So every time they stop, like, of course, yeah. like talk to each other and like, <laughs> oh, let's get me out of here. When you go to a third world country, all of a sudden you're, there's always, there's always a story about a bus yeah. where you've been on a bus and you're yeah. feeling yeah. everybody I've know that's, that's done extensive traveling everybody has at least one of those stories yeah. and you're just, you're on this bus and it's hot and you're crammed in there and the locals just, it's they do right their normal. own, they, it's normal for them and you're just so uncomfortable. And I remember I was in Nicaragua one time years ago and we took from one city to, to the next like destination we were going to. Um, and everybody called it the chicken bus. <laughs> and oh. I didn't really, know why they called it the chicken bus. And then I sat down and we were on the, it was like a, three or four hour uh, ride on this bus, but it's same thing. It kept stopping to make stops yeah. and picking people up. And I had my huge backpack because me and a few friends were backpacking <laughs> and I had a local get on the bus and literally pick up my own backpack off the floor and sit it on my lap without asking me <laughs> sit down and pick up a cage with three chickens in it and put it on their own lap. <laughs> And, and I sat there for the next three hours next to these chickens. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I remember being like, oh, it's the chicken bus. I don't know what I was expecting. It yeah. sounds think- awful, but at the end of the day, like, it was the best. Like, I look back and it's funny now. And yeah, yeah, that's it. This thing. Yeah. It's like, I know it sounds like it's like, oh, that sounds awful, but it's, it's a story. It's it part make, of it. It's it all makes, part of it. It makes yeah. you feel very privileged to sit here on a, a crowded bus here is nothing like it. Nothing oh, like yeah. yeah. Ridiculous nothing. <laughs> I think it's a that's a whole podcast episode itself is bus stories. I think <laughs> yeah. you can probably get quite a few bus stories from yourselves and other people that have been on or want to come on or oh, yeah. traveling. I could probably do a whole podcast episode on that. Yeah. You got totally can. Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you say, you d- did you do like one of the overnight ones or something? Yeah. Uh, Luang oh, to, uh, Hanoi to Luang Prabang took like 38 hours or something. Yeah. No, actually, no, it's Haydon Bay. We don't know Haydon Bay bit. On the boat, we stayed a night. So the boat getting back to the mainland. That was a bus to Hanoi, half an hour stop, then a bus straight to Laos, and that whole total, including the boat, was probably like forty hours. Like oh, forty hours, no sleep. Oh, that sounds. Sleep. Yeah, that sounds brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. Brutal. It's um. So for like a bit of a laugh, I said to Emma like, "We're doing the same. We're doing the same bus, so you can experience it." So when me and Emma <laughs> went to the same place, I went to years before. We got the same bus, but it was then 28 hours at that time, I think. It's not too bad, um, but still a long <laughs> journey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, She's a trooper for doing that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. But she can sleep, yeah. so I think she, she was all right. I just like kind of punishing <laughs> myself, really. <laughs> I what I was doing. You put yourself um, through that again. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. There was one bus. Uh, just quickly, uh, we'll come back to Africa in a minute. In Laos, yeah, yeah. Um, we were planning to go to... I think it was Vientiane, the capital, up to Luang Prabang. Mm-hmm. And we booked a bus. 
And then we done a research on it and it's like really windy roads. And people were saying that I don't get travel sickness, but I got sick on this bus. Now Emma does get travel sickness. And we just bottled it. We're like, no, I can't deal with that. So we got a refund and got the flight, which is like 45 minutes. Um, and it's like $50 like for the flight each instead of getting like a $10 bus. Because sometimes <laughs> it's worth missing. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's worth paying the extra because you don't want to go yeah. through it there. I think I remember yeah. that from, we went from Luang Prabang to Bang Bien. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was windy. Okay. That was probably the same uh, bus that we didn't go on. It might have been the same thing. Yeah. But only, but not even half the distance. Yeah. Th- those, did you do th- the road? Did you do the road to Pai in Thailand? No, I uh, haven't been to no? Pai. Okay. No, that no. was the worst. They would sell T-shirts and like fridge magnets and stuff that said it was famous for being what was it like? Three hundred. It was like three hundred and sixty-one turns or something like that. Oh. You get about an hour sickness. in, and they'd stop at a little market that was just sell out of motion sickness pills. And Megan gets really bad motion sickness. Yeah. And I don't like at all. And we were. It's like a four-hour drive and about an hour in, I was like, I gotta throw up. <laughs> yeah. We were gonna get um we were gonna get bikes and bike there from Chiang Mai. And then it pissed it down with oh. rain. And uh the, the hostel owner said, No, I wouldn't do that if I was you, not on those windy roads. And we're like, okay, we'll give it a miss then we'll go somewhere else. So we were gonna do it, but uh I think the weather saved us a little bit. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But yeah, that's like windy roads. I've I've, I've done my like it's not going about buses too much, but India, for example, when, when you go up mm. to the mountain towns and cities, they're windy roads up and the drivers just absolutely <laughs> booked down. Uh, <laughs> They've done a million times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just on the way down, like feeling queasy. Like, yeah, I've got so many stories. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're funny to look back on. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Looking back now, I don't know that I'd do it again, but. <laughs> what yeah. That one in India, that that Darjeeling uh, one I was talking about a minute ago. When we got to the bus station, there's a family of, I think they're five, like um, obviously a couple and their three children. And they're re- like really worried about me. And she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. She went, driver, he's crazy. He's crazy. I'm like, I know. Because <laughs> I, I had to stop him. I had to like open the window and like be sick outside the window and then get back on again. And you'd think that might be a bit of a hint to maybe like, oh, maybe just calm down. No, nope. straight back on. Nope. Didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's a human phase. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, it, it could be an episode uh, on itself, but we'll. Oh, we'll I believe on. it. I believe yeah. it. That's a good idea, yeah. though. Plus, yeah. plus trains. We had a couple of train incidents. Ah, I've had a few train incidents. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. yeah, there was one where I was. We did an over another overnight train in Thailand where I was excited to sleep because we had had a long day the day before. And as soon as I went to lay down, a cockroach ran across me. Right. And then I was like, well, I'm not sleeping. And throughout the night, I, I think I killed seven or eight cockroaches throughout oh. the night. <laughs> it was like a nine or 10 hour trip from that. Like, and I just, Megan woke up in the morning and she was like, oh, how'd you sleep? And I was like, I didn't sleep. I just killed cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. Trains are tough. Tough one too. Yeah. 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 Trains are tough. Yeah. Uh, in Vietnam, we got no more train from... That must have been from Hawaii up to Hanoi, actually. Or was it to Nimbin? No, we went to Hanoi first, then down to Nimbin. But we um we got a room to ourselves. So uh the carriage, our little carriage was two bunk beds either side. And as we got yeah. on, we're like, oh great. Like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's here. Brilliant. We'll we'll have our own little place. And then the conductor comes around and he's like, Oh, 
uh, just you two? Like, yeah, yeah. He goes, kind of see a ticket, so check my tickets. He goes, oh, okay, well, you know, someone might come on and be in this carriage with you. Like, yeah, yeah, possible. Like, someone could have the same ticket for the, one of the bump beds either side. He's like, but I can mm-hmm. guarantee you that room to yourself um, for the whole journey, if you like. I was like, oh, thanks. He goes, it, it would cost you money, though. I was like, nah, mate, I'll, I'll take <laughs> my chances. I'll take my chances. <laughs> if, if someone comes in and goes in the top bunk, it's fine by me. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely sure. And as he walked out, <laughs> I, I glanced at him. He just like kind of cheekily smiled at me. And I was like, mate, I've done this game a long time, like traveling Asia. I, I know the score. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, but uh, yeah, next time. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I'm sure there's laugh. totally people that it works on. That's why. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's probably makes so much money off of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's only like $2 or $3 or something, right? But um. Yeah. yeah, it's the prince. It's a principle that you don't want to be scammed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they tell you that to like not, um, like to actually that you should bargain with like people there because if you don't, then it actually drives prices for even uh, like the levels. It's it. And so it is. It's a good. It's like, yeah. I think isn't that what they said? Yeah, just to like yeah. make sure that like yeah. A lot yeah. of the tour guys, the locals that were really close with the tourists would say, you know, you get these, I think when we did the rice fields in Sapa, mm. uh, our tour guide was telling us that she did a tour and there was one guy that was like, that just gave some money to some people for, for something and paid like full price and then gave them a bit more just because he wanted to be nice, which was a very nice thing to do. Right. But he basically said, don't do that because yeah. then it just, the price for everybody even the locals yeah and, and then so, they assume every person has yeah. that much money so they're gonna right. have for that all the time yeah um and then yeah it brings it up for locals so it makes sense yeah. but it I, becomes really exhausting the bargaining thing yeah it does um, it does yeah you're right absolutely because you don't do that here and it becomes so tiring because sometimes i just want to buy that t-shirt yeah there's yeah. a chance i'm not going to walk away with the t-shirt <laughs> yeah yeah they really want it <laughs> Because on principle, I can't offer you as much as you're asking. And yeah, there's been times when we've walked away from deals and been like, damn it, I really wanted that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is tiring though. Like, I definitely hear on yeah. that. It's a good point because if you do two months or if you start going into like longer than three or four weeks, it, the novelty wears off and it is. Yeah. Really, it's bloody annoying. It's fun for a bit. Yeah, you can get a good deal here and there, and you do. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you think you got a great deal, but you really got taken for a ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think the key to bartering, if you're like a, a market and trying to get a t-shirt, for me, I'd go half price and then start to walk away, and then they'll soon say, "Oh no, 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 no," and, that, and yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll call you back and like, oh, "Okay, we'll yeah, say, okay, sixty percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah." Um, that's the best that's way to of, do it. That's what I do. Yeah. I think in, in yeah. India, me and my friend got so annoyed with um, the tuk-tuk drivers, the rickshaw drivers. They kept trying to um, like charge even like two, three hundred percent more than what it should be. That we got oh, the yeah. Uber, got the Uber app because Uber is in India. You put your route in, oh. and Uber's pretty decent price anyway. So we'd ask them how much it is, and we'd say, "No, it should be this amount." Like they say, like four hundred rupees. We're like, "No, it should be one hundred and fifty. Like, no, no, that's ridiculous. So we get our like phone out and go, oh well, Uber's 160. So <laughs> <laughs> do you want to or not? Take it or leave it. Yeah. Bit, a bit cruel, but um it just gets annoying after a while after a while. It really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. They really definitely try to take advantage of you. And they also said that try not to buy like 
all the like the bracelets and stuff from the kids because it actually encourages them to like not go to school and instead go to like try to sell bracelets because they'll make more money faster Um, yeah so I thought that was interesting because like I loved doing that I was like oh my gosh they're so cute they made a bracelet I'm gonna wear it forever totally yeah and you think it's awesome (laughs) and like our whole we met a whole bunch of people that traveled around a little bit with each other through Laos and it was all just we all had bracelets on it was like we all bought them from these little kids that should have been in school at the time but you need to be careful with kids because we saw in Cambodia this kid come up to us and um, she was like, the clothes weren't particularly great, like holes in them and stuff. She's like, oh, can I have some money? Like, they're just opening your hands up. I'm like, money, please, sir. I'm like, no, no, we won't give you any money, but what we will give you is some food. So we gave her this little, this little girl, she's probably like four or five, gave her some curry and some of the bread that we had and she was wolfing it down. And then you can see, if you look across the road, like she would then wander off like this, I don't know, this guy is probably like her dad or whoever was like almost telling her off. I was like, oh, for God's sake, like she's obviously got, doesn't get fed correctly or <laughs> starving. I'm like, I'm just giving her some foods and yet he just takes it off her. I'm like, no, that's pretty cruel. Oh, shoot. Because if you give yeah. her the money, she'll just give it to that guy, right? And that, that helps no one. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, we tried to yeah. like give her some food just to help her out. But yeah, pretty grim. A bit grim. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it tough. Is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of downside of tourism, I think, in that in those part of the worlds, I think that part of the world. Yeah, it really is. But but on the same on the same side, when it comes to our side of it, it makes you really appreciate things. More. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, For yeah. sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's hard to watch that, but then we think about how lucky we are that we're, you know, million people would would die to be in our position, and we're complaining. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Thing you learn in, in uh, when you are traveling. Grateful, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I noticed the being the grateful part the most is when we've done the three months in Asia, Southeast Asia, whatever. We arrived in New Zealand, and it's like, oh, it's one price, there's no bartering. The, the bus ticket is this, that's it, you're paying that. <laughs> oh, nice, okay, there's no like, what a first row uh, problem, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no battle, no battle heads trying to get a better price. It's like, this is the price, and that's it. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> then there was Megan when she was telling me when she went to Africa, she went straight from Africa. Oh God. Yeah. And was there for what, two months you were in Africa? Yeah. I think about a month and a half. And then, uh, one of my girlfriends turned 20, 21. Okay. So I must've been 20. So yeah. Oh, okay. she yeah. Turned 21 and, uh, she went to, we were all going to Vegas. Um, oh. so it was like seven girls in a penthouse suite. And it was literally <laughs> like two days after I got back from Africa. So I was- <laughs> Wow. Africa from like literally showering from like a bucket yeah. to like seven girls in a penthouse suite that took like three hours to get ready to go out. And I was like, don't like Vegas. Who needs all of this stuff? I know. <laughs> it was a big culture shock for sure. <laughs> it's a huge culture shock because you're, you're probably like see people like spend thousands of dollars on like gambling machines or roulette yeah. tables. And oh, like, yeah. they could just donate that money to somewhere else that can go yeah. quite far yeah that's oh easily grim. yeah yeah and just like the um that big huge waterfall i was like oh my gosh the kids in africa like die for water and like let me just yeah. have this then huge fountain yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it was crazy i was like i mean vegas is cool don't get me wrong it was it was cool but i think for me personally it was just such a big shock at the time because i like, was coming from africa yeah it's like two opposites yeah mental two opposites 
yeah yeah and talk about africa can we finish on did you meet the the guy that you sponsored yeah so yeah we met him we went to his um we went and picked him up actually at his school uh so i got to see him in class and the teacher met with me first and was like yeah he's doing great in school he's like top 10 in his class oh nice he's really into soccer so i i brought him like a soccer ball and all of like the canadian like pens and and skipping ropes and like a bunch of stuff um and then yeah we met him and then we went back to his home with his parents and i got to meet his whole family um it was so amazing like Mm. his dad his his dad had like built their home and it was built out of like brick and mud yeah and it was tiny like it was so small like we all went inside and there was like six stools and like that was pretty much the house (laughs) like we just (laughs) sat there um and it was so cute. Like he, he didn't speak very good English, but the translator told me that like um, months before he had an English book that he was like reading to try and like learn English so that he could speak to me when I came, but he was so shy. Like he, he didn't really say a word. He just kind of like yeah sat there and didn't really say much, but he like the best. Yeah. And then the mom came out and she like, again, she brought out like boiled eggs for us to eat and <laughs> felt like it was such a special occasion mm-hmm. and then we were talking and I gave him all the stuff and he had this little smile on his face and he was so cute and then he like put everything back in the bag and just like put it to the side and was like so mature and polite and just kept visiting and like all I could tell was like he just wanted to play with all of that stuff I'm like, yeah. what a good- <laughs> and then uh the mom came out with this massive bowl of peanuts like it wow. was massive it was like this huge wicker bowl and it was full of like peanuts like at, like still in the like you know the ones that you can crack in the shells in the shell oh, in shells. oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> there was a massive bowl of peanuts like i thought it was just for everyone to eat but apparently it was for me because apparently it's a way of showing appreciation to like a girl i was like okay. oh, what does it mean to show appreciation to a guy i don't know what the difference is but i thought that was kind of cool and so we got this huge bowl of peanuts <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just carried around with me, um, which was awesome. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then we went back to world vision, uh, for lunch with his dad and just chatted with them. It was a bit hard with the translation. Um, mm. then the kid didn't, he didn't really, his name was Noel. He didn't really, uh, he didn't really open up at all. But then at the very end I had like sunglasses on and I just kind of, he's sitting in the car and we were driving him back home and I. I gave them to him and I put, he put them on and then all of a sudden there's this big smile, Uh thumbs up. And I was just like the (laughs) most best feeling. I was just like, Oh, that's awesome. Like (laughs) such a good day. It was like, it was the most, it was the best feeling. And like the family was just so genuine and nice. Mm. And like I had known them my whole life. They were so welcoming. They're so sweet. Like just amazing. It was an amazing experience. (laughs) Super cool. Do you still keep in contact or know what they're up to? No, I don't anymore. I think that stops after they're like 19 or something. So okay. he was at the time. So I, I don't know if you can get back in contact with them. It would be cool if I did. I was thinking about mm. that. So I knew you were going to ask me that, but I don't. <laughs> but to, it would be neat to see what he's up to now and where he's at. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah he, might, cool. he might have learned English to... Uh, semi-decent decent yeah. standards so you can maybe have like a conversation or that would be awesome yeah, that'd be great wouldn't it see yeah. what he remembers it would be so cool yeah i should see <laughs> yeah. if i could do that it's a great idea yeah. and yeah. um you finished in Nairobi oh. after that um i guess to fly home 
yeah and then yeah fly home after that yeah it was super cool very very cool experience in a nutshell how would you describe like kenya and tanzania like is it quite you think backpacking right it's just not a backpacking place is it like people go there for safaris we we know that but is there not do you reckon there's opportunity to backpack there is it possible do you think good question i think it'd be tough Mm. i um i think it would be tough um but i went on a tour so we were lucky i didn't really have to figure out where yeah stay and how we would stay in places so i wasn't really looking at that i don't know Mm. it would be easier now if i now that i've you know a little bit more well traveled and could probably figure it out a little bit more but even the places that we stayed on the tour i'm sure you could there was definitely places like there's one place we went to i was uh, mccaddy beach and it's like it's got like huts and stuff where i'm sure you could just book those and go it's right Mm. on the beach cool mm-hmm. um so i'm sure you could if you really i think africa the, the tough thing probably about africa is that it's so big and it's so spread out yeah Whereas i'm sure that there's parts of africa that are a little more condensed like with multiple big cities that you could probably backpack to better mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah but yeah like megan saying it's like oh you're in kenya one day and then tanzania the next day and it's like yeah those aren't you know, even if they're right, the states themselves are right next to each other. They're not close to each other. So I think it'd be possible. You just have to really like be, I think you'd have to be really smart about it and know what you're doing. I think it's quite hard to find out, isn't it? Like Southeast Asia, everyone knows it. You land in Bangkok, you go east, all north. And there's a a, a classic route. But I wonder if there's much literature out there or even blogs about just backpacking in in Africa because I just haven't seen much about it. I must do a bit more research, but I'd love to know what logistics would be like the price you know, is it really expensive to do that or is it kind of quite cheap or um, is safety a problem i don't really know like it's just some of those things you don't really know about um we'll have to find out when we go yeah we'll have to go back again and then we'll come back on and let you know how it goes yeah yeah absolutely love that it's okay again. <laughs> one thing we haven't really touched on yet i think is just in terms of traveling some of the relationships that you make yeah. along the way whether they last forever or they they're just temporary, like those are some of the best memories. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Friends for a temporary period and you have some of the best nights together. Yeah. 100%. And, and just some of the best trips and you bond and you're, you're all bonding over the same thing, right? Mm. So, it's quite tough yeah. because um, you only see them for a day. It could even be a few hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course you have details and you get on really well and you have a great time, mm. but you potentially not, might not even see them again. I've met so many people that, I've still kind of obviously speak to, but I've never seen again. Yeah. Um, traveling. yeah. And it's quite tough because you, you kind of do want to see them and talk about, you know, what you experienced, but mm-hmm. it could be like the other side of the world. Right. So. Yeah, um, totally. I think the best, yeah. we had a huge group in Laos, in Luang Prabang, a huge group um, bonded over the bus trip, the, the, the 38 hour bus trip from <laughs> Hanoi um, yeah. because it's such a drama. We yeah. all met up afterwards, like, once we found a location and found our accommodation, we had, like, beers and just all, like, yeah, went a night out in, into the bowling alley, which is in the Wampa Bank. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we did that there, yeah, too. We, we did yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did that, too, yeah. yeah. And the archery? Did you it was, do the like, archery, archery across. Yeah, did do the archery, no. <laughs> Just stuck to the bowling and the, and the drinking, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's exactly what we did, yeah. Yeah, we traveled around loud with that with that group and they were oh, nice. That's great. I think yeah. we still have a Facebook group messaging with them. I think every like yeah. Christmas and stuff, it's, we say like Happy Merry Christmas, guys. Like, every seven or eight months, somebody chimes in and goes, Oh, I got my university degree, and we're like, Oh great. 
<laughs> you were just a teenager when we met. Yeah. yeah. It's quite it's quite hard to tell people, isn't it? To get them to understand that. Um but it's just like it's, shared yeah. experiences. You, you, you don't oh, get you just have to experience it. It's, yeah. it's like nothing else. And it's also why it's good for partners to do it too, right? You bond mm. so much more on all those things. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And in our group, we had them so Lao was the big group, but we had six or seven of us traveling actually in Thailand and Vietnam from that group. It's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. um, and there's a couple in there that we just, you know, we all loved. Like, like couples are not really, they're not exempt. They're part of the group. Um, it's irrelevant oh, yeah. if they're a couple or not. It's just that if, you, if you're cool and you're out for beers and so we'll laugh, like, it's all great. You can join us. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I can imagine some couples be a bit siloed maybe sometimes. Like, yeah. or yeah. if, if couples that get involved, like they're, they're going to be just as equal as a backpacker who's on his own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never felt, I never felt like we would, we had to be like at each other's side the whole time that was what no. was great we're all individual travelers yeah whether we're together or not we're all learning our own thing so yeah I did can. you go to utopia bar utopia bar or cafe utopia cafe it's probably cool <laughs> it's a uh, it's basically got a it's got a rise um wooden deck that looks out to the mekong river and it's got like um little beds on the floor with a little table in, in between the beds you can sort of lounge there with a beer and it's super popular with backpackers and like I remember going to a a bar like that somewhere that had like the little like the little triangle pad things. Yeah, yeah. it might have been that place. Yeah. It's got a view of the river as you look Maybe. out. I don't remember that, but that sounds yeah, I'll nice. send you I'll send you a photo so it rings any bells. Um okay. but that was like one of our favorite cafes that me and Emma went to. Um oh, that sounds cool, yeah. Just even the first time around was great as well. Nice. If people want to go there, so. it's yeah, called what was it called? Yeah, Utopia. It's called Utopia. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, see, see if you went there, that'd be pretty cool. Nice. It's quite popular with people who go to the bowling alley and have probably hung over. And oh, we went there. You saw yeah. like you go through the back. It's like it's like yeah. a, amongst houses. You sort of wind around the back, and it's at the back. And yeah. it like looks out to the river. It was before we went bowling. Remember we met them all and what's his name was eating pizza? And- oh, yeah. They yeah. had pizza there and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. do food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I about that. That, that was so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, you walk through like a little jungle almost down yeah. the side to get to where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a popular spot. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just the scenery is great. It's a, it's, a great, it's a great scene. And you can't I think we went at night, so I don't think we saw. Yeah, we went at night, but there was a couple places right on the river that were quite beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your future travels? What's on your hit list? Like, um, I, I might be wrong here. I did hear that you were thinking about Argentina for your honeymoon. Um, I know that's back in the day. Yeah, we, were, we were thinking about that a while back. Um, yeah. We have we've been married for over two years and haven't had to do a honeymoon yet. So yeah, um, we really wanted to do that, and I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if that's still on the list. I don't know how I mean, COVID like, is. If, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always, everything's always on the list. Yeah, like, I'm not course. a and, yeah. <laughs> No, you've been to pretty much everywhere in Argentina, hey? You've been no, there. not much. Only north. Oh, yeah. okay. I mm. thought that you... Not the south. No, unfortunately not. Yeah, we've heard amazing things about it, so... I think we're... Well, we're, spo- we're supposed to go to Ireland for the wedding in April. Yeah. Um, and we've done Ireland before, but we just kind of plan on, I've never really done England yet. Um, Megan has, but I haven't. Um, right. And 
and and then we might we might try to make that an extended trip and do i don't know maybe amsterdam or something else just to she was she went when she was a lot younger with a bit of a contigi tour and i i've never done much of europe only a few places so yeah where in england would you go to actually i'm interested wait where i'm definitely like london of course because it's a big place and yeah um and then just don't really know much else about Mm. england yet london's London's the big spot and if there's any recommendations you have i'll give you five five tips five quick tips where to go number one the silly islands so they're to the southwest and you can only get a boat or fly there boat is about three hours and you you can only go from cornwall which is the southern west tip and they are supposed to be like the caribbean of england they've got like a like a tropical weather Mm. pattern over there and it's like the best Mm. place to go for for beaches so that's cool city islands uh i'll send you details of that that's the place to go of course you should go to my home city norwich and i'll tell you a couple of reasons why (laughs) yeah bias yeah yeah. because we can stay with your thing your mom yeah yeah i can sort you out out. um (laughs) it's historic uh, and it's only a 30 minute flight from Amsterdam. So it'd be like a good segue into Amsterdam, mm. just 30 minutes. Yeah, that's um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Over the water. And it's very historic. It used to be second, second city and it's got like a thousand year old cathedral almost. And it's just a bit, a couple of days is worth going to. Uh, cool. you, sh- you should definitely go north. So I would go to the Lake District at the top left or the Peak District, one of the two. And this is a, it's an area full of lakes. I know, I know you're in Canada, so you've probably seen the best lakes, but. For UK, it's really good. It's got okay. some nice, nice walks uh, and nice. stuff like that. Okay. And for like a couple of other cities that you should go to, Bath should be a city you should go to. So it's, it's a city made of marble. So oh. there's a bath. Yeah. As in like, you know, the bath that you wash in. It's called Bath. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. It's called yeah. Bath. Yeah. And it's all made of marble. Yeah, you should go there. I've never heard of that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, about an hour from bristol and uh, maybe two hours from london on the on the train um okay. it's a real hidden gem like it's, it's awesome and it can it kind of goes into the cotswolds area i don't even know much about the cotswolds it's very old uh cottage yeah. villages no big towns just little villages in, in this like forest setting so um it's, it's quite a, a posh country english country mm-hmm. village yeah. cool okay. okay yeah we'll probably only have like a week in england so. okay <laughs> We have to pick and choose. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Future for Definitely, sure. That yeah. sounds awesome. That's mm. so cool. I can always send you details. Um, yeah, you betcha. What else is on your list? Very quickly. You have always time. wanted to do Japan. Uh, yeah, Tokyo, Japan, Tokyo, yeah. and Japan in general has been yeah. way up on my list. Um, very, very expensive, from what I understand. Yeah, um, it takes a bit of saving to go there. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah, definitely. I grew up doing some martial arts and it was always just like a big, you always read about the history on it. And, yeah. And I'm also a very big foodie as well. Although I hate that term. <laughs> really one of my, one of my travel goals in life is to just get lost in Tokyo. Okay. Morning and just get lost and eventually find my way back to my hotel. In Boston, <laughs> I'm very easy to just, do, I think. Get lost in there. Yeah. yeah. Through the streets. <laughs> Um, Peru, I think, is up there as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think, a good one. Yeah. We, you need everybody should do Machu Picchu in their yeah. lifetime. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. So that would be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's hard to say. I don't know right now. I'm like, 
feeling yeah it's been weird the like past i have couple. so many that i can't pick just one yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair enough i feel like um argentina argentina for sure south yeah. america Pat, i think for yeah. me patagonia I to go. patagonia yeah. I think yeah. yeah somewhere to hike yeah and i've i've also like when i was younger always wanted to go always wanted to like live in australia for like a year or something Drink. Um, yeah but now i think we're past the age that you can like <laughs> get a visa to live there. So 35, I think it is. It's 35, it's 30, yeah. it's, I think it's 30 in Australia, but it's 35. No, they changed it. Oh, they, they changed, changed it, right? No, it's 35 for Canadians. I think, for, I think all the Commonwealth is 35 now. Yeah. So you know, for Canadians but, it is anyway, not for Brits, but uh, for Canadians it is. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So I guess they'll go. But yeah, I think New Zealand, because it's, I think it's kind of similar to Canada. It's got the mountains and the ocean and the hiking and, it's very outdoorsy, which mm, yes. is kind of love yeah. where we are right now so much. So I think that's why I want to go there. And it's yeah. just more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah they seem it's great very there. much, very yeah. much the want to go to tropical destinations too. Like, mm. You know, you always like everyone's a backpacker, but at the same time, I really want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, you know, an all inclusive resort once in a while. Yeah. Made to like those. Nothing wrong with that at all. Especially as you get older. If you go to New Zealand, you should definitely hop over to the Pacific Islands. So whether that's Fiji Mm -hmm. or the Cook Mm -hmm. Islands or Tahiti, maybe. You should definitely get on those trips. Tahiti has been up there for me as well. Yeah. It's just so far away. It's like bloody hell. It's not easy to get to. You got to do Mm -hmm. some logistics. Um, But New Zealand's a good hub because you can probably get a direct flight from New Zealand or Hawaii, I think. But... um, yeah, New Zealand's a great hub for that. So you can go direct to Cook Islands, direct to Fiji, direct to probably Tahiti as well. Um, so it's a good place to be if you want to go and do those islands, I think. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get some tips from you and get a van. <laughs> get a van. Yeah, I guess yeah. the best we get. So one yeah. of our friends did. They got the they rented one of those vans and kind of went around New Zealand. Yeah. Three yeah. That's what we yeah. did. Yeah. Six weeks. Yeah, that's what you guys did too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. it's the ultimate freedom like you can just go to any yeah. place you want uh, exactly yeah new zealand's a bit like it is like canada like it's so it's way smaller but it's so re- remote like there's no like there's not 100 roads there's like one or two roads you can go down and that's it um yeah which makes it a bit it's an interesting drive really because everyone's doing the same route so if you met campers right. um, you met campers in queenstown they're probably going down to christchurch or they're probably going down to milford sound so you probably see them in a few days time right it's all doing the same sort of route around right right yeah yeah, yeah probably make a lot of friends <laughs> camping friends yeah it'd be great yeah, yeah that's bet. awesome okay i've got some quick fire questions for you uh these are basically your favorite things and it's supposed to be quick fire so like bam what is it bam so are you ready oh, okay yeah okay okay it's travel question time First one's not a favorite. It's just a question. How many countries have you been to each? I'm close to 20. I think I'm like, you're you're close to 30. I must be close to 30. Okay. That's great. Nice. What has been the favorite beach that you've been to? Beach? Yeah. Oh, what's that one that we went to where we stayed in the hammock? Um, Yeah. After, after my, um, what's it called? Is it Kunong? Kunong? Kunong. Oh, Kunong. Keen on, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A, That's yeah, fine. That's the first one that came to my head. Beautiful beach. Um, there was a beach in Greece that uh, 
that we went to as well one time. Um, I think I actually was so excited. We were at the beach that I ran in with my, ran into the water with my phone. And <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where was that? Eos? That was in Eos. I yeah. think okay. Eos, on a bit of a party island in Greece, but a beautiful, beautiful island. Yeah. And it was like, Megan was studying abroad over there and I went over to visit her for a couple of weeks. And that's one of the first things that we did was pop over to Greece. And- I was studying abroad in Vienna, not in, in Vienna, Greece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That for me was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good one too. Wreck Beach in Vancouver. In Vancouver. <laughs> uh, but for those who know, you know. Um, yeah. Do you both drink coffee? Yes. yes. Right. So if you just name like a city or a, a nation's coffee, what would you go for? Like yeah. if you had to go to like a, a weekend break just to drink coffee, where would you go? Vietnam. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Vietnam. They had the best coffee. Yeah, it was really good coffee, but it was more like the novelty of the way that it was made and how different it was. Okay. The coffee was really good, but then the way that they they have these little, it's, I really can't explain it, but yeah, it's almost like know. a little percolator sort of thing. That yeah. Sit yeah, yeah, yeah. Off yeah. of a glass cup. Yeah. And they put the condensed milk in the bottom and it mm-hmm. lets it drip through. Um, yeah, and it's neat and it's really, you kind of wait for it and it's delicious because of the weight. I think that's um, where I was, I think. Is there anywhere yeah. else that you would think? No, I mean, I'm not a huge coffee person, so I wouldn't. This is a tough one. Next one. Uh, this is a favorite city that you've been to. Um, Barcelona, I think, was probably my favorite in Spain. Okay. I had one of my bucket list items was to see the Sagrada Familia. Yeah, so when built. Yeah, it's, it's getting yeah, there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's getting there, yeah. Another yeah. 10 or 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, getting off, yeah, I remember getting off the subway and looking straight up at it. And then just that city being one of the most, one of the places I felt I could actually live for a while. Oh, yeah. And Vienna, too. Vienna was wonderful. Yeah, it was amazing. I was just going to say Hallstatt. And I think that was one of my favorites. Where's that? Hallstatt? Or it's in Austria, sorry. Austria. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool place. That's a really tough question. There's a lot. There's so, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, but. Because sometimes you base it off of just pure beauty and sightseeing yeah. and time. It's the experience. Yeah. We had, we spent, yeah. we spent, um, we spent St. Patrick's day in Cork city in Ireland. Oh, wow. A few years ago. And that was one of the most incredible experiences ever. And it's like, is it a favorite city? Yeah. Because of the memory, but in terms mm. of that, so it's really hard to pick. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I totally get you. Let's go for next one. Your favorite track that you've done. Or hike. Favorite trek or hike? Zappa. Mm. Zappa. Yeah. Yep. Zappa. Yeah. Zappa. Love that. Answer straight away. Incredible to watch. Yeah. Okay, you can have three each here because it's a tough one. Your favorite countries. Well, Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam for both of us. Yeah. Can I say Canada? <laughs> yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say Canada. It's, <laughs> it's. I always look forward to coming home. So like, it's one of my okay. favorite places. Yeah. Um, I had a, an amazing time in Panama. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. The first time that I traveled by myself. Yeah. And I think actually Megan had just got hired onto stem cell and she was in some training and I think oh, I yeah. took a couple months to go to Panama. Yeah. That I had an amazing time there. Okay. Great. Yeah, very interesting place. Kind of first world, but not. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about it, but um, I met one, one person of all time from Panama and she was a, air hostess for emirates and she spoke like five or six different languages and i was like oh i don't meet any people from panama she goes yeah like we love our country we don't travel that much i'm like oh fair enough yeah. don't know much about it but 
she seems to give the idea <laughs> that people love where they live there. So why yeah, they stay. Yes. Nice. Well, I guess Tanzania because yeah. that's where. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably say Spain today, but I we only we were only in Barcelona, but that was one of my top yeah top destinations at the time, and it just lived up to every you know experience. Okay. I definitely need to see more of Spain. Spain is, I mentioned this quite a bit actually, as a country that has got seven different cultures that you need to spend mm. probably a month on a road trip there and just go and see all these different yeah. places that do different foods and languages. And mm. it's just an incredible place. <laughs> His next one, favorite party place. Party place? Yeah. Co-PP, I think. <laughs> I would say Co-PP, yeah. I mean, we partied everywhere, but if you want to talk about the best party city, like their best party place, yeah, mm. Co-PP. Like that's where yeah. the party's at. Like, <laughs> but everywhere you go, there's a party, right? Like, yeah, yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, you can find it. Yeah. What's yeah. the um? What's the best landmark that you've seen? Uh, the temples of Angkor, Angkor Wat in uh, yeah. Cambodia. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. It's one of the most unbelievable things that I've yeah. ever seen. It's just been taken over by the trees. They've just taken back their yeah space yeah, that's been untouched and and yeah, we biked around it. We actually bought, we rented bicycles for the day. And by the yeah. end of the day, we were like, wow, that was like 30 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, took us all day and just very, very unreal place. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I would think the first thing that popped in my head was Ningbang, but then also Banff was pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, Banff. Oh, Banff is, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, I it's felt hard. Like you it was, keep forgetting about your own country. Yeah, it was yeah. me. Yeah. I just got some amazing places. Like actually breathtaking. Like. It is breathtaking. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Next one is a very important question. What is your favorite uh, food or cuisine on your travels? I don't know what, to, what I just thought of. It wasn't even. It's just when we were in Vienna. I think because we studied abroad there. We we those um. Oh. Ka- <laughs> like, like, ka- Kaiser Kaiser kinds or Kaiser kinds or whatever, and it was just like a baguette with like a yeah. hot dog and cheese in oh, it. And okay. I don't know why that's what the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> because <laughs> like, we just got it every time we went yeah. out it was something, it was something you get at like, like the crap at, like food. the fair yeah. yeah like it was like the equivalent of a corn dog here i shouldn't yeah. have said that one yeah. but it's the first thing um, i thought about. i really i always go back to the sh- to the schnitzel in oh, vienna yeah you love that i mean say what you want like when you go to like vietnam and the pho there is unbelievable and yeah. like some things that you eat in all the asian countries it really is quite amazing but yeah, there was a bar in Vienna when I went to visit Megan. Um, I think the bar was called Einstein's. It was, yeah. <laughs> and we, I was only there for like a week. And I, we, I think we went there like four times. And I kept ordering the same thing. It's just this massive like fried schnitzel. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. <laughs> That's something I could eat over and over and over. That's quite a unique answer. Not had anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a, a question I don't ask often because... People don't really check these things out. But what's your favorite lake as your Canadians? Like uh you're blessed with so many great lakes here, but what's your favorite one? Or it could it could even not be in Canada, right? It could be somewhere else. Uh well we just spent some time at uh well in, in Banff. Moraine Lake. Two of the most beautiful lakes I've ever seen in my life are in Banff. Then, yeah. Yeah. Moraine Lake and Lake Louise. Lake Louise, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, we went to a hike for I think for both of them, we hiked up to the top of a hill. Yeah. Um, or like one of the smaller mountains, only like a you know hour hour long, hour and a half hike, mm-hmm. and down at like the stunning blue water there. Yes. Yeah, 
unrivaled. Super, super yeah, weird. It looks completely out of place. Like yeah. it's just this emerald, emerald blue, and it's quite, quite amazing. Okay, cool. Uh, I've got two questions left. Um, your second from last question is if you were to live in a country that's not a Canada, where would it be? Based on where we've traveled? Could be anywhere. Oh, that's hard because you haven't been there. I would actually think I would say Vienna. Well, because I studied abroad there and I basically lived there for like half a year and I mm-hmm. absolutely. It was such a beautiful spot and it's central. So you could travel wherever you want after that. Yeah, like that. that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, one place I've always wanted to live for at least like a year um, yeah. was New York City. Okay. And I've been there many times just um, through like a previous career. And then Megan and I have been there, went there for New Year's one year when we started dating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, it's, you just feel like you're in a TV show the whole time. And okay. it's just great thing. Yeah. yeah, wonderful place. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's obviously has its ups and downs, as any big city does. But yeah, yeah. But I love it there. I think any, like things are accessible all night and day. It's so so bustling with people. Everybody's stressed all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, that make gives the appeal to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to live there for a little while and feel like a local. Last question <laughs> is. If you're about to give a, a few sentences each to why someone should go traveling, what would you say to them? I usually end on this, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I honestly would say just do it. I think, but one of one of the things, like when we went traveling to Southeast Asia, I had, I had to quit my job because um, yeah. they wouldn't allow me to take off that much time. So it's scary, and you don't know if it's going to be a good idea or not, and you know whether you'll get a job when you come back, and it's just really. Yeah. Um, but I did it and like, it was the best decision we've ever, I've ever made. Like, mm-hmm. and I came back, I found a job, you know, and now I'm actually working back at the company that I yeah. quit firstly. So it all worked out. Everything's fine. And it was honestly, one, like we said, Vietnam's our, be- our favorite spot and it was one of our best trips we've done. So mm-hmm. I think just, just do it. Don't be scared. You're, you're not going to regret it. And if you do, you learn from it regardless you're going to learn from it so yeah. i think do it <laughs> that's what i say brilliant love that mike take it from nike oh, hashtag yeah. just do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, there was a uh, and we were talking about this earlier and there's like a million different ways that i feel like an answer this so it's just i mean one very cliche way to say it is and i actually just i read this on instagram a little while ago is that <laughs> somebody said you know if you if you were to die today, your company would probably put up a job posting for your job like the next day. Tomorrow, and it's, yeah. oh, they, you know, they try to convince you that work is, is the most important thing in life. And most people fall victim to that. And you know, for some people, their dream job it is. But in reality, it's a means of survival and it's a means of, of learning about the world. And um, you know, if you're ever worried about work over, over traveling, then then just don't because in my experience and our experience, one of the, some of the best rounded workers, um, employees are the people that are the most well-traveled because when you, when you go somewhere, whether it's by yourself or with a partner or with a group of friends or whatever, you're put into these situations often where there's a language barrier or, or where you're a bit lost or where you've got some, you know, weird food you don't know what it is or whatever and you're always you're always just forced to figure things out and adapt to that situation and 
you will learn so much about yourself, um, you know, during the process when you're trying to learn about other places and other things. And you just become so much better of a human being as a result. And I think, you know, those type of people become more employable and more and better um, at their jobs and others because they're diverse. They're more diverse and they've been around diverse areas. They have respect for different cultures and different people. Um, you know, and that's just, that's just one way that I could, that I could say um, why to travel. And that's like <laughs> the most minimal way. Like, you know, for everybody, it's different for me. It's, I just, I want to see the whole world and I want to, see weird things that are normal for others and I don't know. yeah it's a great answer i love it yeah yeah Try to do that. it's my favorite um question of the whole lot because it, it does inspire people to go so i love both your answers um yeah i do normally click those out and put them on social media so yeah i'm well, sure, yeah, I'm sure, it's you, awesome. sure you'll stick by them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just yeah. do it <laughs> yeah just do it yeah i think uh yeah one of my friends said just fuck your job off and do it so that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> good <by> doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You're never going to regret going on the You will. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for coming on. I really love chatting to you both and getting your stuff on record. It's been a great, uh, great few hours, I think. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. Yeah. It's been awesome. No worries. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks James. James. Thank See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today. You can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel Podcast. You can search for both. I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last 8 to 10 years of my travels. You can also find this podcast episode on YouTube. Please search for Winging It Travel Podcast and you can follow and subscribe today. It will either be the video of the podcast or there will be some still pictures to accompany the audio. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel Podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling, and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.